ya? Or did we treat ya another ghoulin' goblin? <laughs> Happy Halloween. We weren't so sure we were gonna do this, but me and Murray woke up this morning. We both look out our windows at the ex- Me and Murray have the same internal clock. We wake up and we fall asleep at the exact same time. Yeah. We both woke up. We both stretched our legs. We thrusted our dicks at the sun because, of course, we both sleep nude, well, Alex Trebek style. Got to tear my balls. That's right. And we look out the window. No sun. Where's our sun? Just a big bank of fog. Wow. So we're thinking we don't need to treat our fans. We need to treat our brains. Let's just record one episode Release it. No more ghouling Goblin theater for another year. Well, I mean, there is a little bit of a a reward for because what do you call it? Halloween. That was a a big success for us. I was surprised. Usually, you guys take the month off when we do October. I know we have so many horror fans out there, but when we do our horror months, and by the way, if you're just a horror fan, stick with the action. We're good at that too. Oh yeah, we'll turn you into action fans. We will. But yeah, so we got to reward. Originally, I wanted to do Kiss Me's the Fan of the Amusement Park, but I'm like, with all this fog talk lately, it behooves us yes. to do John Carpenter's The Fog. It just so happens that we're educating the youth. We're Saving taking, oh. lives. And look. No, no, don't, don't call us heroes. No, we, we, please we're, don't. We're just, we're just giving back. No, we're no Jordan Peterson. We're not that no. intelligent. That no. guy is a fucking crazy. We don't genius. cry at the drop of a hat either, like Jordan. Does <laughs> we definitely we don't, don't do have that. hot daughters, and we, we don't want to fuck them. And look, I mean, we like women of all shapes and sizes, unlike Jordan Peterson. He likes oh. one type of woman, a woman who shrimps, skinny blonde, skinny blonde shrimper. Uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's usually that his type. Oh yeah, he like wants. You know that he's a simp just by the way he cries. He wants a woman to completely dominate him. Because he gets out yeah, all of his frustrations. Yeah. What's his in background? Is he rich? Because that's a very like waspy kind of uh, thing, like the skinny blonde. That's like the, that's like the ideal of rich white world. The beauty ideal is a skinny white. His girl background with hair. is supposed to be intellectual. He worked in like a Canadian college. He's supposed to be some super educated professor. Well, yeah, then he would be yeah making money. Yeah, know? exactly. And so he was always he would on... be at home in Rochester eating the fucking breadsticks, dipping it in the Italian dressing. Just getting the Italian dipping sauce, guys. Do you know how many breadsticks I buy here every week? And then he would start crying, of course. Crying dressing. And maybe Murray won't agree with me. It's fine to cry, but when you're going to the pizza store crying over not getting Italian sauce, that's a problem. Yeah. You need to help yourself. Never cry in public. You need to to take your own advice and clean your fucking room. There's probably dressing all over your room. There's probably fucking raw shit. That's why it's called a dressing room. I think he is a... Se- oh, I probably shouldn't make that accusation if this is going to be on YouTube. Never no, mind. No. Sorry, scratch that. We're on double secret probation with Double YouTube. secret probation. But our, uh, our episodes are going to be coming up that we promised you, so look for those. Yeah, you look for those. They should be going up right now. Uh, I mean, if you're listening, you probably have already listened to a million times, but it's a whole different experience when you're doing it on YouTube because there's, there's one picture. Also, there's one picture that I single-handedly picked up in my Howling 2 picture. Whew. I haven't showed you yet. I want you to see it just to keep like Griff. Is it Sirba or is it Rob? Oh, of course it's Sirba. Okay. It's her with the fucking shades in her throne, leg up, servants beside her. Amazing. I I had to resist getting uh, – it's Christopher Lee, right? That's called clickbait, but yeah. That is clickbait. And I know that disappoints a lot of people, but fuck you, all right? Yeah. I have to have fun with this too. Right. You know, this is a fun endeavor for the two of us. 
Um, you know, people can't stop talking about the hot takes you've been having on your horror movies, your 31 days of horror. Do you have one last batch for us? So you, if you count it up, no, I don't have all 31 for you right now. Because as you pointed out a couple weeks ago, you're like, how the fuck do you watch a movie a day and do this show? Yeah. It is actually impossible. Yeah, it is. So I didn't double book myself. I mean, there was like I, there was a, the moment I'm like, could we do also a horror podcast? No, we can't. We no. It's hard enough just to do one movie a week. If for we us. lived closer and you could just pop in and we could right. do something simple, we have Mike on all the time, or know? have somebody to yeah. influence us like Mike would, just coming yeah. in with his uh, fucking tall boy of water. <laughs> We would have a lot of fun. Death water, or whatever. Death was. water. Uh, liquid death is that. Oh, so it's like from Mexico. It's, the it's gr- from Flint. <laughs> <laughs> that was for you, Matt. That was a good one right there. Um, so you do get seven more movies today. One of them is the topic at hand. Okay. Uh, but yes, Murray, for the first time, we're going to have a failing movie. And I'm going to save it for last. I, ho- I hope you're not going to. Trash another classic. No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to save it for last because when I tell you about this movie, maybe you've heard of it. It is the worst fucking shit ever. And is I it know, Near Dark? No. I know you Another have, hot take. <laughs> Griff despises Near Dark. I know the people on the Twitterverse are gnashing their teeth. Uh, Griff I can't, hates it. I've never seen it. I think I would be in the mid-range. I yeah. wouldn't love it. I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. I would be like, I'm, okay. I'm curious now because this is lore baked into the comic book <laughs> yeah, friends. This goes back five years. So I yeah. would love it. The only way I want to do that, though, is if we can get Mr. Yacht Rock Sean on himself. Him? Oh, I, yeah, because he did like it. Yeah, exactly. So that I would was, be kind of like the – I'd be like the, the ref because yeah. I'd be like I'm, – I'm pure of spirit. I've yeah. never seen this. I'm aware of it, but I don't really That's know. That's where the controversy started because yeah. I did my first 31 Days of Horror. Yeah. I did Near Dark. I came in and said, this movie is the fucking worst. <laughs> and he was just like, that's one of my favorite <laughs> That's movies. why he doesn't talk. By the way, if you don't know, is it, is it, is it Hair Rock, Sean, or Yacht Rock? What mood is he in at this moment? It he, just doesn't matter. You never know. He's the guy who designed Frank Grills for us. Yes. I'm, I got to get. I got to talk to him because I want a new Frank Grills logo. So yes. I got to get in touch with him. We got to get in touch with him. you're listening, Sean. So we probably can't sit him down for Near Dark where I'm going to be very bitter because, you know, it's been a few years, but maybe I still hate it. Uh, so anyways, without further ado, we have our first fucking failing grade for this month of movies. I've had so many good ones. I have a couple more classics in here. I have a lot of, I, I have a lot of B's in here. I have a couple of C's, but anyways, we'll go on. Did you give an A to any movie this month? Yes. I gave an A, let's see, to Psycho. Okay. That's a classic, and I really enjoyed that one There's a, there's a tie still. to Psycho in this movie, which we'll get into. I gave a modern movie from the A24 crew, X. I gave that one an A minus because okay. it was a modern movie. It was under ninety minutes or right at ninety minutes, and it wasn't super annoying. There was a lot of things that were just okay about it, but ninety minute modern movie. Anyways, and did you know that we were we, we I think we touched on it, but we didn't record it last week. Maybe we were talking about that movie Terrifier two about the clown. That yes, that's over two hours long. No, thank you. Yeah, I no saw, horror movie should be over ninety minutes. No, you're like horror is. I don't think of it as that genre unless you're doing like Rosemary's Baby. Horror or and comedy, you can't have it longer. It, it wears out its welcome after ninety minutes. Yes, exactly. Like you're not only t- times you can laugh, and only times you can be scared. Right. So ugh, that's trouble. 
but we're this is actually on topic. We were just talking about this a minute ago because we're gonna have Jamie Lee Curtis as a rich white girl hitchhiker. Oh. And my other movie with an A this month was Road Games. Oh yeah, love that movie. Really can't recommend it enough. Everyone should go watch it. I'm burping. Uh, so last week we were talking to Mike. We were asking what Universal Monster is my favorite. I didn't know, but I said maybe the creature from the Black Lagoon. So you know what I did? I went and watched Creature of the Black Lagoon, and I gave it a solid B+. Really I enjoyed it. saw that in 3D as a kid. Yeah, this was uh, uh, taken down from the 3D, of course, and oh. but all that. Uh, great design for a monster. Great design. Really enjoyed it. All the underwater, all the murky, all the... Oh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because I asked our our Twitter people what they thought, what their favorite classic monster was. I gave them the choices of Dracula, Frankenstein. Of course, someone had to correct me and go, "Uh, it's Frankenstein's monster. Fuck off. Uh, Wolfman and the creature from the... Gilman is what he's known as. Okay. Creature from the... And it was very close. I always love to see. I hate, like, runaways. I only see, like, somebody get blown up. Yeah, yeah, It was close. And the winner was Dracula. Dracula, okay. I'm, I'm a Wolfman guy. He's my favorite. And he almost came in first. Um, so I, my people were, my wolf pack was sticking with me for a while, but fucking Dracula. I, I mean, I still have like two or three movies left. Uh, should I go for a Wolfman original? Uh, I don't or? know. See, this is the problem. I just oh, like the idea of werewolves. Like, yes. there's not very many good werewolf movies. It was, and then it was weird how. Two of the most classic ones came out in the same year. The Howling and American Werewolf in London came out in the same year. And those are probably two of the most well-known yeah. classic werewolf movies. Yeah. I like both of them. But, yeah, they're, uh, they're both really good. Uh, yeah, and that, that asks the question, what do you prefer? Do you prefer the wolf man, like he's like a man? Or do you like the werewolf? Like American Werewolf in London, it's a giant wolf. Yeah. It's not a man. I prefer wolf man. I think I like the Wolfman, the upright, the yeah. bipedal instead. It of looks the quad more pedal, monstrous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the American World for London Wolf looks cool. I yes. like it. The transformation scene is fucking great. Oh, too. both of them are both, and then Howling and American World for London, yeah, the classic, so good. Now your movies. So Creature of the Black Lagoon gets a nice B plus. Love the character tension and everything. I love the white man manifest. I haven't seen it so long. Do they kill him? They think they do, but they end up just, they're trying to remove. Well, there was a sequel. Because so yeah. the creature of the Black Lagoon creates like a dam for the boat to not be able to escape. And they just basically get him away so they can clear the, the dam and get back on their boat and leave. But there's great tension between the characters. you got the attractive young white woman who wants to get her scientist boyfriend to marry her because, of course, it's shot in those era. That movie inspired the Best Picture Award winner. I forget what it's called. It's about that woman who wanted to fuck the yeah, girl, man. Yeah, that was a good movie. I don't remember what it's called. That was Del Toro or whatever. Yeah, Guillermo Del Toro. He definitely is a shrimper. Oh, definitely. He's I probably mean, eating shrimp while he's directing. Oh, my God. That was a good movie, though. I really did Bring me your feet. One. <laughs> he was sucking toes for most of this. <laughs> I know Princess has dealt with Johns like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, love tension between the characters. Really good. Really good, like, white people just being like, uh, this is ours Destroying now. the environment. Exactly. So, really enjoyed it. I went to Japan, 1997, for this movie called Cure. Never it, heard of it. It was pretty awesome. I really like the build-up for the story. Is it about the band The Cure? Nope. Okay. It is not. So the That's whole horrifying. The whole idea of it is this quiet, mysterious character comes along and basically allows people, hypnotizes them, and allows them to uh, fulfill their deepest, like, darkest secret kind of thing. 
And so, for instance, one character, he felt like he was held back by his wife. This character just kind of drifts into his world. They help him out. So what, he hypnotizes you to give you the balls to do what you've always wanted exactly. to do? But you, you're still liable for for the repercussions. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. So, like, in the first scene, you see this guy. He, he meets him. He let, welcomes him into his house completely out of his mind and everything. So he's talking to him. He's like, no, tell me about your wife. That's, like, the most words you get out of him. And then he sets down a Zippo with the, you know, the fire flickering in front of him. And next thing you know, the guy's jumping out of his window, the husband, and he's killed his wife. So they wake up realizing, oh, shit, I did that thing. And then they have to, you know, free themselves of it and all that. But good movie. Two hours. But the buildup was really good. It, it, It had a good pace to it and everything. Didn't feel like two hours. So nice, solid B there. And this is where we get into some good old Christopher Lee action. Okay. Devil Rides Out. Yeah, he's a good guy in that one. Right? He is a good Which guy is in rare, that one. rare Christopher Lee appearance. And he is like hardcore speaking Latin. I'm going to tell you all about Catholic You got shit. the cool looking like goat guy, the devil comes. Yes, yeah, yes. I've seen that. And he's trying to save like a friend. He's getting into that highfalutin adrenochrome drinking sex occult uh demon worshiping lifestyle and he's like no i have to save you brother i have to save you but of course his brother doesn't want to be saved so it's like the constant battle of like no i gotta lure you away from this fucking it's got the giant tarantula right they're in like the circle yes there's a giant tarantula yeah Yeah. but christopher lee fucking great love him but he's got his friend rex in this movie and rex is he's just going along with it and Christopher Lee's just like punch that guy in the mouth, and Rex is like yes. And Rex is just going around punching people, fighting Punch people. Christopher Lee in one scene they interrupt the whole fucking seance. He's driving in circles, slinging mud everywhere. Rex is hanging out, punching people. Fantastic. Really enjoyed that solid B movie. Next we go on to another Christopher Lee movie with Whoa. sex occult Double type shit. Called the Crimson Cult. I saw that a couple years ago. I don't remember it though. This one was a green woman, right? There is a green woman. Yeah, I remember that. And Murray would really enjoy it. You need to watch it again because you're always like, "What's a wet dream?" When you're off mic, you're constantly <laughs> tell telling, me about it. You're like, "Go into a nice yeah. what is it called? Lucid dream and tell me all yeah, about." I've the I've never wet dream. had one, people. I don't. I don't believe them. This movie. We'll show you what a wet dream looks oh, like. Okay. This is what I see when I wet dream. Okay. You got demonic blue women with giant tits and voluptuous everything you've ever imagined. <laughs> Did I mess that up? Yeah, it's voluptuous. Voluptuous is the hot version. Flumptuous is like the saggy baggy. Oh, okay. no, I, it, you know the one I mean. Yeah, flumptuous isn't a word. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. But of course, and then she's got the goat head, and when you move in closer, vagina is actually like a reptile and it eats your penis or something. And wow, that's what for gets a you 60s off. Christopher Lee movie, they did. But I wanted, vagina monster. I wanted to watch this movie because I was like, I want to watch a Boris Korloff movie. And he. Boris Korloff. Did I fuck that it's up? Boris Karloff. Karloff, excuse me. Well, Frankenstein <laughs> I, would be the one if you really wanted to watch. I know. I wanted to watch something else because I didn't okay. want to do another Universal Monster or for, for for just variety. In there, this. He did a f- he's not the star of it, but the one Roger Cornett's had Vincent Price and Peter Lorre, The Raven. That was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's a I, silly. It's not really a horror movie. I think Jack um, Nicholson's in it, too. Oh, interesting. 
So there's a nice Boris Karloff joke in there where someone goes, next thing you know, Boris Karloff's going to show up. He goes up to the master bedroom. Boris Karloff's in there. Karloff. Karloff, but yeah. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Not his real name. Interesting. He's an English guy. It's Ian something. His eye acting with those eyebrows? Yeah. Amazing. Off the fucking charts. Great. So good. Well, he had to with playing Frankenstein because yeah. he was limited. He couldn't really speak. Uh, so there was a lot happening here that was pretty good, but it mostly was just, okay. It was a good movie. Yeah, okay. Not great. Gave it a C. Okay. Uh, next, we moved on. We watched Mike's recent episode. Uh, you know, he just goes through and picks out a topic and talks about it. And the one that stuck out was Witchfinder's General. Vincent Price. Another Vincent Price. And he said, this is Vincent Price... Just going full ham, bad guy, bastard My man. My name is Hopkins. I'm the witch finder, Jen. It's a song by Cathedral. Nice. So I, I did like Vincent Price's character. Not enough of him. Torturing a, people. A lot of like the surrounding uh, story and everything was just meh. A lot of the surrounding characters were just meh. Uh, you had his second fiddle guy. I can't remember his name, but he was pretty good, too. He also is just like, I don't give a shit. I don't even care about fucking Hopkins. I just want to fuck shit up. So there was there was some good things happening here, but overall, just average C. Okay. Fog we're going to talk about today and the real topic on hand. The fucking horrible movie that I endured hour and 20 minutes. It's a movie from 2007, I think. Okay. The Poughkeepsie tapes. The Poughkeepsie tapes? That's Never it. heard of it at all. Never heard of it. Well, Murray, how is do Is it you... a found footage movie? It Sounds a, like it. It is a found footage okay. movie. The concept... They're usually not good. The, found, the concept of it I thought was cool. Because they're doing like, you know, the whole movie documentary type style. Yeah. And they're interviewing cops and people who are on the scene and people who found the body it parts. Kinda like, it sounds like a Blair Witch ripoff or something like that. I don't think, I've never actually seen Blair Witch. So don't bother. it's a serial killer. And then you're hearing like the various interviews and everything. And the guy, okay. and this is where I already started hating it. Because this guy's clearly a billionaire. I've heard Jim Cornette, the great wrestling, uh, you know, uh, manager manager of the years, who is also a wrestling historian and tape trader, talk about the the uh, cost of cassette tapes in the early nineties, early eighties, early eighties, yeah. but even into the nineties, it still wasn't cheap. And this man has thousands and thousands and thousands of tape of him just going around the suburbs. Capturing people and torturing them. He's killed thousands of people and not yes. been caught. Okay. He's killed hundreds of people and not been caught. And they have all the tapes Sounds of like evidence. Jeffrey Dahmer. Don't yeah. dress like that guy for Halloween. What? What? Really? Yeah, people are People are doing that? God, what the fuck? <laughs> I remember when that shit was happening. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. And so... Do you think, do you think mass shooters have killed off serial killers? It seems like serial killers... Yeah. Did, when's the last serial killer we've had? It's like people just moved to mass shooting. Right, right. It's not about style anymore. It's about quantity or quality. <laughs> this is the worst joke I'm ever going to make. <laughs> Everything is about the high spot now, a mass shooting, <laughs> as opposed to the slow burn of a serial killer. And I, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> but that's where, you're, that's where we're at nowadays. No one wants to read the newspaper yeah, every day I mean, to hear about another like, body. I mean, I understand if um, – I, mean, I don't – I mean – 
as far as I'm concerned, Halloween is for being offensive. So I don't care about offensive costumes. But like, I mean, I get the family members. You know, the cra- craziest thing about Dahmer is the kid got away, and the cops gave him back to Dahmer. You imagine right. the being that kid, being that kid. Like, I finally I escaped the serial killer. Oh no, you're not. Yeah, we're giving you back, and then he winds up killing you and eating you. That is that's true horror right there. That really is. That is. That is feeling like the light of heaven has reached out and grabbed your hand, and they said, no, actually, we don't like gay. Right. So you go back in there now. Uh, But this movie, Murray, I know how you love torture. You love torture. Yes. I was a big proponent of Of it during Guantanamo. Yes, I love it. And Hostel's your favorite movie. Yeah, I love Hostel. So this movie, I thought he was going to be playing on your imagination. Nope. No play on the imagination. There is gratuit, gratuitous. There is long, laborious, awful fucking scenes of just watching this guy torture. Well, that is gratuitous. That's the definition. Of okay, gratuitous. okay. <laughs> yeah. Screaming out awful. No story. No nothing. Just, just yeah. people screaming. Awful. Hour and twenty minute felt like I was watching a three hour movie because it was just long scenes of that. It's just, well, what does it is, is the conceit that they find his tape player and people are like cops are watching these or so this guy is so far ahead of them he's constantly planning little fucking tricks for them. Oh, so he's taunting the cops. He's constantly taunting them. So he allows them to find his collection, the Pekiski tapes. And he leaves them all in a closet. There's like 500 tapes in there. And then they, they're like, oh, yeah, actually. And they show a table. It's a mile long of tapes. There's 8,000. And that means there's over 25,000 hours of him just torturing the people. The fucked up thing is that happened in real life. Like, we don't know about it. But there's some Probably. guy who, like, you know, it's yeah. just like, you just think, you, just, you sit and think, what's the most depraved thinking, thing I can think of? It's been done at least a thousand times oh, in yeah. human history. So there's a lot of ideas that would have worked fine for this movie where he's like he's constantly going around his video camera. He's trying to be helpful and then he murders the people type of shit. He lures some he's got like someone captive in his basement and they can hear the conversation happening upstairs where he invites like a couple Girl Scouts into his house. And he's basically talking to them the same way he talks to people before he captures and kills them or tortures them. And so you're thinking, oh, shit. But no, they never just play into the imagination. They're all just like, hey, we're going to show you this full-on torture, horrible bullshit. It's going to be long. It's going to be grueling. It's going to be boring. It's an awful fucking movie. Hour and 20, and I hated it. How do you do an hour and 20 movie and make it awful? You just show torture for 60 minutes of it. Is that your first F? That's my first F and only F. Even the last time I did 31 movies, everybody got a passing grade, but this one, even Near Dark was a D+. (laughs) Because they didn't torture me the whole fucking time. This movie was just complete torture. All the fucking interviews with people sucked. The fucking cops they had sucked. The the footage they did, they tried to distort it and make it weird and everything. Like the old footage, it sucked. It sucked. Well, let's get on to something good. Can yeah. we get on to something good? Let's get on to some John Carpenter goodness. Uh, this movie, it's so, I mean, it's a fun movie. It's just a simple ghost story. It is. Uh, I came in between Halloween and Escape from New York, which is why I think people, most people don't remember it as well, because the, 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 the book ended by two of John Carpenter's best movies. Right. What's your favorite John Carpenter movie? 
Tough call. What do we got out there? Because there's Halloween. Ghost of Mars, of course. Ghost of Mars, uh, my favorite, actually. Yeah. Uh, there's Escape, Escape from, from New York. LA. Escape from New York. Uh, LA, yeah. It might Christine, be. Christine, Starman. Never uh, did Christine. I don't think I've watched uh, Starman Starman's either. Starman's not that bad. It's, 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 it's very... You'd watch it and go, this is the John Carpenter movie? Yeah. Really not. And you've I know, got your I, man Jeff Bridges. I was just going to say, my favorite Jeff Bridges is in there. Um, They Live. Big, Oh, it, the it's, thing? Either, it's either going to be They Live or The Thing. I think it's The Thing. <clears throat> um, Mine, The Thing is his best movie, but I got it. I just love Snake Plissken so much. Yeah. I go skate you're, you're wearing, oh, no, you're wearing The Thing shirt today. Yeah, I'm wearing The Thing shirt today, but it's it's, it's like 1A, 1B. I yeah. Mean, like, I mean, because The Thing is my favorite horror movie of all time. Right. Amazing. Still to this day, forty years later, the special effects are better than the shit you see now. Yes, I, that is really hard. Like if I had to sit down and watch the two back to back, I don't know if I'd be able to pick one of those as the better of the two. Because Escape from New York, so fuck Donald Pleasant's in there, yeah. uh, Adrian Barbeau's in there. Yeah. You got so many. Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> Isaac Hayes. It's a star-studded cast. You're the Duke of New York. Hey, Yo, Duke of New York. Hey, number one. Another Donald Pleasance line remembered across the world. Yeah. So, so many fucking good. It's hard. But yeah. we got the fog. Beautiful little. This is like the comic you pick up and you say, this was just fucking good. I w- it's funny because I was looking for the at the trailers because... By the way, uh, Vice Squad trailer is really bad. You're gonna have to edit some. It's mm. a lot. Of, it's a very Italian. Mm. Put it that way. Um, I saw when I was a little kid. I would have been fuck like six, I think, or seven when the fog came out. I didn't see it because I was, you know, horror movies scared me when I was at that age. But I remember seeing the trailer, and I fight. It was this trailer that's burned in my. It scared me. It's not. When you look at it now. It's not scary at all. Yeah, yeah. But it scared me. And it's like, it's the fog. I didn't know why. I, I, I remember because there's just like a hand that jumps out of the water. At you. Yeah. And I never, I couldn't remember what it was. It's the fog. I'm glad that mystery for 40 years is That's finally good. solved. That's good. The weight off your chest. Yes. The water out of your lungs. Yes. I mean, I really, I watched this one for my first 31, which I did like five years ago I saw ago it for now. the first time only a few years ago myself. And I appreciate it a lot this time. I really like the whole thing where she's got the driftwood in her radio station office, yeah. and it just suddenly like spurts with water and everything. I thought that was really fucking cool this time through, whereas last time I fell asleep a couple times during this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird how um, Adrian Barbeau, most of her part is by herself. She doesn't. I mean, she has a scene with her son. That's right. Yeah, I guess I didn't yeah. think about that. It's interesting. Right. Which is which was John Carpenter's wife at the time. Right. That's why she's so covered up. <laughs> yeah. Hair up just the way John likes to fuck. She had her hair up a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've uh, probably bored people with this long intro, so let's get into this. Hey, they're movie. here for movie reviews, and they got seven well, of Well, this them. is also for the heart. I mean, if you're listening to this, we release this at the Witching Hour, which... The the dead own this hour, as we learn in this movie, That's true. that we know you're hardcore and you love listening to us. Right. So, so uh, yeah, let's get into this. Uh, yeah. Let us be your lighthouse to guide you through this movie. It's the Fog, John Carpenter's Fog trailer.
11.55, almost midnight. Enough time for one more story. Five minutes, it'll be the 21st of April. It is told by the fishermen and their fathers and grandfathers that when the fog returns to Antonio Bay, the men on the sea rise up. Hope you all are ready to traverse the fog. Is all that we see or seem but a dream within a dream? Edgar Allan Poe. How do you fucking creep people out? You start it with a little sentence by Edgar Allan Poe. And you go, nevermore. Nevermore, quote the raven. Uh, I forget what else the wrestler said. Uh, Don't trust anybody over 30? Maybe he said that. Or under five feet. Now, Murray... Okay, people have seen the fog. I want to get this out of the way right now. What do you call these creatures that unearth themselves? Are they foggies? Are they fowls? Are they famblins? I just put ghosts in my Ghosts? You think they're ghosts? But I thought ghosts couldn't touch people. Well, what are they then? That's what I'm asking. Well, you just want to know what you would call them. Yeah, I call right. it, uh, But what are they? What, well, well, there's ghouls. There's ghouls in there. There's zombies eat, in there. Well, no, they don't eat anybody, so they're not ghouls. Okay, ghouls eat human flesh. Okay, the grave robbers. But zombies just eat brains, and they they're don't. Kind, eat... They're zombie-ass, but that just may be because they're lepers. What are wraiths? Wraiths are of ghosts, I believe. Okay, but they just like murder, as far as I know. I mean, I think ghosts can touch you, can't they, at times? Yeah, yeah. You can't touch them, isn't that it? I thought so, maybe. I don't know. I, I went Scooby with ghosts, because it is a ghost story, is what it is. It's a campfire story. Could we call them foes, because they're like fog ghosts? Fake ghosts? Uh, foes, yeah, fake foes, ghosts. Foes, yeah. I like foes. Okay. Uh, we opened th- uh, this was added to pad the movie because it was like short. It was like 80 minutes. So this whole opening scene, we, we see John Hausman, no stranger to go on Globus Theater. Oh, he really? played, I believe his name is Mr. Bartholomew, the guy that owned the Houston team in Rollerball. Oh, interesting. Yes. Rollerball. And he's he's Great a captain. He looks like the captain from uh, The Simpsons. And yes, he does. He's telling a little campfire story to these kids, which sets up the whole the whole movie. Right, we're starting out the witching hour. We got to get into the whole idea of how the witching hour it's got like, started. The Elizabeth Dane ship was out on the, the waves. And the guy's not even British. I think he's American, but he talks yeah, like he's British. You got to do it as King Diamond for Abigail <laughs> on the seventh day. <laughs> on this eighth, on, it was on the thirty-first day of April, eighteen eighty. <laughs> Thank you. And we learned that the 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 SS Taylor Dane, if you're under 45, you get that joke, uh, was going towards land, but they were tricked yes. because the townsfolk 
or we don't know at the time. We don't know what's going on. We just know somebody lit a fire, a campfire. Oh, that they thought was the lighthouse. And yeah. it tricked them, and they went onto the rocks instead of away from the rocks okay. and killed every man and woman that was on it. And, of course, no one was there to help them up. They just and when the fog the returns to Antonio Banderas Bay, the dead men will rise and seek that very campfire. And, he's, of course, he's, he's trying to scare the kids because they're at a campfire. Right. And we, see, we do see that... Uh, who will later learn as uh, Barbo's son, Andy. Andy, yeah. yeah, he's he's amongst the campfire crew. Why they're letting their kids around this weird sea captain? I don't know. Because it's a little. It was yeah, it was the eighties. It was the eighties. It was a little fucking town, you know. Of course, this is the kind of shit that people did in the eighties. They just let their kids around uh, old men at night. <laughs> so speaking of old men at night, we meet Father Malone, played by Al Holbrook, looking like fucking Mark Twain, which, which which makes sense because he was famous for playing a one-man play as Mark Twain. Interesting. He actually has did another movie around this time a few years later with Adrian Barboobs. Okay. Creep Show, where they played husband yeah, and wife. They were in the same show. story. I think I've seen that one. Yeah, that's a good one. And as like most priests, they can't fuck, they drink. Oh, yes. And he's probably Irish, so that even makes it even more so. And he's got some help working for him. Played and- by... Oh, my God. Who? John fucking Carpenter. Really? That was him? Yes. Johnny C? Johnny C. You didn't he notice took, him because he had hair. He took time away from the synth. Oh, excuse me. What do they call it in this movie? Electronic... realization. Realization. <laughs> he took time away from the electronics realization... Yeah, and directing. To, yeah. to do it... And directing to do well, a Well, because it was, I'm sure, it was a shoestring budget. And this... I mean, that that's the way John Carpenter works. He's like, well, if we don't have someone to do the job, I'll just do it. I just love... And this, He's a mean caterer. In so. this age of awful sequels and everything, everybody... like the One art- of them, awful remake of this movie, came out like 15 years ago. Yeah, I think... Which I've never seen, so it, I don't even know if it's awful, but it, I'm sure it is. It was probably Kayla that asked me it recently. Didn't they make Fog recently? And I was like, I don't fuck up. <laughs> they remake everything John Carpenter ever did, because John Carpenter Ex- made really good movies. Except for, thankfully, they keep trying to make Escape from New York, but thankfully they haven't done it yet. Yeah, oh my God. I'm waiting to see The Rock play Snake Plissken. I was just going to say, who... Who would play? No, Jason be, Momoa. Oh, you're halfway there. Okay. Jason Statham as Mike Plissken. I would be okay with that. I think he can play like a tough guy. I, I don't but know. But hair. Well, yeah. Well, they would make him bald. They wouldn't give him. Could hair. you deal with Snake Plissken without no. the fucking no, hair? No, gotta have that feather. I hair. have to have the hair that yeah, is pivotal yeah. to the character. Yeah, almost as important as the patch. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if they had Statham, I'm sorry, everybody. If they had stayed Call the, me snake. the Cobra wouldn't just be popping out at his ab level. It would go all the way up and be a face tattoo <laughs> because they have to take away. No, it wouldn't be a face tattoo, but you're right. It would be on his neck. It would be it on his neck. his neck and then go down. So everybody could see it yes. easily. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he would wear turtlenecks and everything and have to reveal it. But, of course, Denny's would have a pivotal role in the movie. If, yeah, they'd have it a tie It would be awful. So uh, Father Malone, like uh, uh, John Carpenter's playing the character Bennett. Yes, and he's like, and he's. I can see why he never went into acting. He's he has like two lines, and they're really stiff and awkward. Yeah, and he's like, Father, I'm ready to be paid, please. Well, no, he comes down and he's just like, I did all that work, sir. It's the middle <laughs> of the night. This guy's been working all fucking day. He, yeah, it's literally midnight. Yes, and so he comes down and he's like, I gotta go home now. 
And he's just like, great, do you want a drink? Yeah, and then no. Father Malone starts patting his pockets. Oh, I, I yeah. lost my wallet. Wait, I left it. Yeah, you just did it in the wrong order. So I wanted to set the story yeah. straight because he's like, uh, wow, that was such a great work you did today. Can I please get paid this time? <laughs> yeah, I can give you some drinks. No, money. <laughs> my rent is due. Well, that's great. You know what? Why don't you come in late tomorrow? Yeah. Just avoiding the topic. Right. Avoid the topic. Well, we learned that Malone's is a fucking asshole. And asshole. he comes from a long line of assholes. Yes. Just constantly stiffing. Might as well be in the Trump family. Constantly stiffing people. So as soon as Bennett leaves, all of a sudden the fucking wall explodes. Well, yeah, he's got to go in. Malone's like. So maybe Malone's right. Like he, Bennett does shitty work. Uh, the wall is I don't know. Because he walks in and then the wall collapses. <laughs> Malone's the type of guy who is like, I paid nothing for this. I need to make sure he did the top. God damn it, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I got to make sure he did the job correctly. Yeah, that's a classic rich white person thing. Exactly. Man. I'm surprised he wasn't watching over I'll, his shoulder. I'll, yeah, if, I mean, if like uh, Bennett was Mexican, like, I'll report you to, to ICE. Yeah, exactly. You know? He probably did. He's probably got them on the hotline while he works. Anyways, he Finds walks, a book, a walks, journal, if you will, yes. from his grandfather, another priest. What's How are these priests having children? Father Patrick Malone... They're promiscuous, and but yeah, but you wouldn't put your name on somebody. You would you would lie about it. That's you, right. You'd fuck one of the nuns or something. Oh, uh, they live by the sea. You know, I know so a woman who who fucked two priests. Okay. She seduced them. She okay. actually wanted to fuck a priest, and she did it twice. She did it twice. I knew a girl who wanted to fuck our high school guidance counselor. That happens all the time, and she did. Yeah, after high school, and I, I they, my my. My sister went to school. The band teacher fucked a student. Everyone's cool with that. A lot of people knew about it. I don't think the, the principal didn't really know about it. The kids knew about it. And then they, they did wind up getting married for a time. I don't know if they're still together. I think there was a situation in my elementary school, because that was the last time I was in band, where the elementary the band teacher just disappeared. And there was a rumor that he was getting a little too friendly with one of the girls, oh, well. who just happened to be a Jehovah's Witness. So, of course, she... Jehovah told on her, him, but probably good because you shouldn't be creeping on fourth, well, fourth graders. Yeah, yeah, we agree with that. Yeah. So the G opens it right up April 30th, 1880, exactly 100 years ago to the day of right now. And it says midnight till one belongs to the dead. Good Lord, deliver us. All right, now we got, well, I was going to say we got our lead. He's not even nowhere near the lead. I guess the closest thing to a lead we have is Adrian Barbeau. This is kind of cool because it's the first, you know. It's, it's an a, ensemble. It's a, a, a Carpenter movie where there really is no leading character. It's just kind of the town a dealing mishmash, with the shit. Yeah, yeah it's all mishmap. It, it's a good movie. Stevie, uh, she sank all her money into this radio station. Very, It is a very cool location for radio station in a lighthouse. Mm. So I'm digging that. Uh, cool shit. She just plays kind of tepid jazz. I don't know. I wasn't digging that. I didn't get. She's like, I'm going to keep y'all awake tonight. And then she puts on baby. <laughs> like, yeah. Not even like good jazz. Like really. It fucking. was public domain shit because it's in the IMDb. It said that's why she didn't play rock music because they, oh, they couldn't pay for obviously the rights. Mean, well, John Carpenter, you didn't lend your talents to Yeah, this? you think you would. But there's. 
I guess I guess electronic realization was still fresh. You're right. That would have been. I mean, new, this was this was like yeah, because this is when new wave hit. When yeah. every, I love that era because every band, like every old fogey, I love how I love how I say old fogey when it's bands that were just like relevant three years earlier. But yeah. like that's the way you thought. Like I always remember. Like I don't know when Led Zeppelin wasn't classic. I remember it in nineteen like eighty. They were classic rock and they were still relevant. Yeah, it's like weird how you think like. Well, that's an old fogey band, and now I think of bands I like that have been around for thirty fucking years and shit. And I'm like, that's not old. I got the, I got a record thirty years ago, and it's not old. I was having a laugh over in Colorado during my miserable trip that I'll never bring up on this podcast. <laughs> we got to bring up the tattoo story, but that'll be another yeah. Day. Outside of the Bon Me story, which of course you'll hear Wednesday, <laughs> uh, very or, heated, or will got you? Very heated. It, me and Murray had to stop for a while because we went outside and we fucking fought it out. Yes. We shoved sandwiches into sandwich on a pole match. Yes. <laughs> um, but I was having a conversation with good old Dave and we were just talking about how classic rock existed. Whereas the yeah. boomers and, you know, what was the generation before you? The lost generation or whatever? Uh, I guess so, yeah. The greatest generation. Greatest generation, maybe. World War II, yeah. But those fucks have had classic rock on the radio. They can go to their radio, turn on, and hear the comfort of their youth at any moment. Can you do that? I don't know. I don't listen to the radio. But all the music... I could never, I could never in my whole life hear the music I like because nobody gives a exactly. shit about it. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't do the same. We can both go listen to what they grew up adoring right now. The same hits. Not even deep cuts. The well, it makes hits. sense because they're, the, they're the only generation that still listens to the radio. And they're the ones who are just like, the world's changing around us and we hate it. It's like you can go look anywhere and the comforts are there for you. The only thing that's different is young people look different than young people when you were young. Yeah, it's all the same. It's so fucking obnoxious. Well, it's, it's, it's life. Everything know? is there to cater for you. Yeah. You just hate it. So we meet... Stevie, and she's, like you said, she's like, I got some really sleepy jazz to play you guys to keep you up during the witching hour. Oh, yeah, and it's offbeat Kenny G. (laughs) It's just a very, like, 1930s, like, jazz. It was some, yeah. It was not good, and she only plays, like, 30 seconds of it at one point. (laughs) She can't even take it. Yeah, and then she's And this is when you really, when being a DJ... Meant something because right. they had to fucking flip the vinyl. All right. Yes. So that she, takes skill to do that on time. Exactly to have that fucking microwave timing. Right. I gotta and she's tell Stevie's got it. And we're scanning the town now. We're looking over and everything, and we're seeing that a lot of creepy shit are happening. Right. We got payphone because it's right. the witching hour. Yeah. And that belongs to the dead. Right. That's how Stevie left us, and we yeah. see pay phones just all ringing yeah. simultaneously in unison. We see a guy, a janitor for a supermarket, who is helping himself to the OJ. He just opens a can of OJ, takes a swig. Not and a can. It a was bottle, a, a bottle. A bottle, yeah, because yeah, you couldn't get away with a can. That's right. And just puts it right back. And then that's the kind of shit people, I'm sure, did back then. That's kind of shit. Because nothing had, like, the safety. I rem- You know what, what caused that whole, like, like the safety seal? It yes. was fucking Tylenol. When the, there was some guy oh. who was poisoning Tylenol. Oh, with rainbow fentanyl? And, and probably. Oh, and I might it, not be able all, to say and that. I, on I remember at the time it was it was a huge story. Yeah. And it, I think it killed like three people. It was yeah. it wasn't but but you think you remember back, oh man, it must have like killed like a hundred people. No. Listen to the conservative radio right now. All they do is talk about how there may be one student who identifies as a cat and oh. asks for a litter box in their classroom. 
and that has been driving conservative media for yeah, the last yeah. four months. We're seeing a lot of that with the midterm. Yeah, Joe Rogan and Tulsi Gabbard cannot stop. They're on a tour right now, and that's their that's their main piece. So yeah, I mean, we see uh, a gas uh, pump just fly off the handle, start spewing gas. Yeah, yeah, shit starts blowing up in the party store. We go yeah. outside. Well, shit, I don't think it's blowing up. It's the shaking. Yeah, it's bottles shaking. are shaking. Yeah, shaking. And bottles and cans so it's kind of like their hands. we're just thinking it is California where we're at. Earthquake. Yeah, earthquake. That's what okay, we're okay. Yeah, this no is Antonio deal. Banderas, uh, California. Yeah. What? Excuse me. Antonio Banderas Bay. Bay. Okay. And uh, yeah, and so of. Uh, a car alarm goes off. I didn't know people had car alarms in 1980. So, right. Yeah. And we're seeing one character who will later meet uh, Sandy. Yeah. She's waking up. You know, she's throwing awake and everything. She's like, oh, fucking people. Why did they invent the car alarm? And we cut back to Stevie. She's like, I got another sleepy one for you. This will keep you up for that witching hour. Everybody is up for this witching hour, by the way. Then now we see a quasi-hero of saying <laughs> Nick Castle. Which is which is funny. That's a that's an inside joke because Nick Castle is the actor who played Michael Myers in Halloween. Interesting. And we do also didn't he just die recently? I think he did. Sorry. And Nick. we do. Yeah, he's probably like eighty something. So he we, was old. and we we also get a nice little Easter egg where she says uh, she's playing a song by the Coupe de Ville's, which is John Carpenter's real life band. Which made the video for the song Big Trouble in Little China. Awesome. Which had featured Nick Castle playing in the band with John Carpenter. Amazing, Marie. So it's layer upon layer. This is a three-layer cake. Like the cake so, will never get So, all right, here's the thing. I was all ready to come into this movie going, it's a, it's not a fog. It's a cock smog movie. But then I... I I've changed my tune. This is movies all about the fog. Yeah, I don't know why you thought this was going to be a Coxmog movie because Tom Atkins is in it. Well, yeah, because that's the thing I have with like, I mean, maybe John Carpenter needs glasses, but he loves. He he just <laughs> thought like Atkins, the next big sex symbol. Yes, I mean because he put him. Yeah, he put him in this movie. He's he's getting some ass, and he put him in. Halloween, Halloween three, 3, fucking every woman, available woman. And like Tom Atkins, the perfect guy to play your deadbeat alcoholic dad. Yes, 100%. Born for that role. Halloween 3, fantastic movie. Which he also put, call back to Creepshow again, he played a shitty dad in Creepshow. The, the, the stories that bookended the movie. Interesting. Which he didn't have a mustache in that one either. Because I was thrown off. Okay. I don't want to see Tom Atkins without a mustache. He needs that mustache. He's got yes. a weird crater face. He's yeah. already old. He's already weird looking. But he's, he's got always... He's got the big space between the yeah, he does. He, I don't have that big space. Murray does. I, you have said it yourself. I grow the better beard, but yeah. you have the mustache, yeah, and it's mustache. true. Yeah. And you never, <laughs> never give the world what it needs in yeah. your mustache. No, I'm just, I'm not a big facial hair guy. Sorry. It, no offense true. to like you know. Jack can pull it off. I can. I, I, I can pull it off. I just choose not I, to. I am the only person who will ever be privileged upon our earwaves here that gets right. to see you with facial hair. Yeah, you saw. You're the only person ever seen me with a mustache because I had a mustache yes. for the Commando episode. Oh, you were very pleased with yourself. Oh yeah, I, I, I was constantly get, stroking it. I don't get why you don't. Wear it out more. I think you just need to get the confidence with the mustache because once that, you get it's that. It's not a look thing. It's, I don't like the feel of. I have very coarse like facial hair, and I don't what, like the feel of it. That's what they tell themselves. That's what they <laughs> tell themselves. You talk yourself and, right and, out. And it also gets through the way because I can't stand. Cause I think at this time in moment in history, I think I'm the only guy who's clean shaven. I, all I see are guys with Murray, beards. you are the only man clean shaven and without tattoos. You're right. All these people are like, I'm going to be cool and get a tattoo. No. It's not like do you? I'll still get tattoos. You know why? You're not. Cool. It's not fun for me. 
but we'll explain that. In <laughs> That's a episode. fun one. Uh, so Nick's rolling into town. Who's he going to be picking up? Straight out of road game. Fucking what's her face? Jamie Lee Coitus. She has just chugged a gallon of yogurt and she has shit herself because she <laughs> loves bowel movements. Yes, she and does. she also loves men who look like bowel movements. <laughs> yes. Murray, I'm on fire. So yeah, you're giddy. And so uh, it must have been that sandwich you ate between episodes. <laughs> it had to be the sandwich. So, a yeah. ice cream sandwich, fantastic. Well, they are, cause, yeah, because it's a sandwich. You're right. You're right. So the first, yeah, because this is the thing you could do in 1980. People hit shy. Yes. I would never. I remember when I was a kid, I had no idea what it meant. But you see in commercials, people put the thumb out. I, I am surprised they didn't get kidnapped and like raped. Yeah. Because I'd go along the street doing it. I was just mimicking it. I had no idea what it meant. Yeah. Yeah. I did that in my youth too. Yeah. Because I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know that was a real thing. Yeah. I just knew of it from media. Right. And I just love. That you said, we'll do the fog. We'll just we'll knock it out real quick. We won't have any. We're losing minutes. ourselves. Nice 90 minutes. We're losing because ourselves. Because you know why, Griff? We're trying to protect people because they're listening at the witching hour because we released this at That's the right. wishing hour. That's right. We're trying And to then get... on the evilest day, Devil's Night into Halloween. We know what's happening right now. All these people are fearing for their lives. So we're, right. we're providing that levity. We're your need. Stevie Wayne. All right. Yeah. Oh well, scare. I don't have that voice. You yeah. might, you might have a voice that soothes people. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm the, I'm the voice they hear when they're like, I need to edge. not come right now. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Would you like to come? <laughs> uh, hey, I, could, I, I might be able to use you. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, no, just to, to supervise. I'm like, Griff, can you talk for a minute? So. We have Jamie Lee Curtis jumping in the car. She's not introducing herself. She's just like, oh, my God, this is the first time I've ever done this before. You better not be a weird person. Nick turns to her and goes, oh, babe, I'm weird. It's like, yeah, I am weird. As he's drunk driving, he's drinking a beer as he's driving. Want some? He's like, this, this was the 1980. This was, this was true to life. This, this is, is how people very were true like. to life, yes. And so he hands her the beer, she sips on it, and she giggles a little bit, and she's like, man, the last guy who picked me up, oh, the last guy, I thought this was your first time. But you never did this. Well, it is my 13th hitch, and the last one was fucking weird. Like, not in a he good was way. He wanted to suck my toes and everything. Everything he was saying, he wanted a shrimp, he wanted a shower, he wanted a half and, and she half. she thought, because it's a fishing village, because they're going, she's going down, she's traveling up the coast of Vancouver, so she can get some, sort some heroin, probably. That could have been it, yeah. And so... All the bad drugs come in from yeah, Canada. Yeah, she's working her way north, and she's like, yeah, I thought it was just a fishing village thing, he'll really want shrimping. No, he wants to suck my toes. Right. And he's like, great! So I'm weird and unlucky. Oh, yeah. She wants a, She is looking for a man who will gill her. And I don't even want to get into the fucking act of gilling. I don't either. I, and neither do they because as soon as they says that, boom, goes the windshield. The, the glass in the, the truck just explodes everywhere. And we just hear Nick turn to her and he, go, he stops the car, of course, because yeah. everything's going crazy. He goes, not only am I weird, but I'm unlucky because it's her 13 hitch. 13th yeah. an unlucky number. Suddenly the windows blow out. Everything's going weird. And it is the witching hour. So we go back up to Stevie in her lighthouse, and she's getting a call from the weatherman, Dan. Weatherman, yeah. Dan. Right. Perfect. And he's listening to that sultry, sexy voice. So oh, he's God. deep in the fog. This this is an Uther fog. Stevie is not to blame. She's just a sexy woman with a sexy voice. She can't help that. So anything that happens is clearly on Dan's 
fault, okay? Yeah. And he's trying his hardest to flirt with her, and she's just like, oh, my God, do I, why do I have to talk to this guy? This is, this is like the whole idea. I don't know if this is part of Sharia law, but the whole idea of, like, women need to be covered because men can't help themselves. Yes. Yeah, Stevie's just out here doing a good fucking radio show with horrible jazz music. <laughs> And Dan is such a fu- he needs legalized prostitution in his world. He needs princess in his world. He needs blue chip, Dixie, Coco. But you don't get that kind of quality streetwalker in Antonio Banderas Bay. It's a city of like fifty people. Exactly. They have the statue of Antonio Banderas's fucking bulging cock, but they don't have women that Dan's attracted to. Yeah, that's to. actually on the flag. It's just a picture of Antonio Banderas' dick. The flagpole is his dick. Yeah. Yeah. And he lets you know that a big fog bank is coming in and he's like, yeah, I see it, but why is it glowing? That's so fucking weird. And also, I have the wind clocked at northeast and the fog's coming from the southwest. Yeah, it's going against the wind. That goes against physics. That only, I mean, this is not a Bob Seger song we're living right now. Against the wind. (laughs) And so, yeah, she just she was hmm, that's weird, and it kind of lets it go. She's had to get back on air, you know, because because she plays thirty second bits of song, and she only has less than thirty seconds in between them. She picks a genre of music that has like eight minute song improvisation, <laughs> improvisational songs, and everything. She yeah. plays thirty five seconds and gets back. Hello, everybody out there in Waveland. It's me, Stevie, taking you to the shores. K A B K A. B and you know what that stands for? Can a girl get a bang? Oh, she's she's kind of leading them on. She's leading them on. And you know what? Who knows she's leading on? These old fishermen. They're out in their trawler. Old salty sailors. Right. And you notice they don't show them from the waist up because they're circle jerking. These guys are jerking it to Stevie's voice. I did watch the laser disc, and there is a scene where John Carpenter actually cut in the jaw scene where all the guys are getting together and they hear her voice on the radio. And then they say, Cut that noise. We're bonding here. Right. And so, like, I'd like to fog her. Yeah. The- <laughs> hey, man, your wife's waiting ashore for you. One of the guys played by the great Buck Flowers who only plays drunk homeless people. Nice. Yeah. I you, I would you like know, that. Yeah. Well, you know him. You've seen him. You might not recognize him because he's a little different in this movie because he's not homeless. Because he's but the best hobo him. ever. He's in every, almost every junk car. He plays a homeless dude and they live. He plays a homeless guy in Escape from New York. And you know what? I would never recognize him because he is a homeless. Homeless men have many of faces and shapes and he, he hits no, you, every you one would, of them. You, you, you just, he was too foggy. You didn't see him. But you, you saw him in another movie. You go, oh, of course. Of course I know that guy. He always plays. Oh, of course. Okay. So, yeah, they're just jerking it to Stevie's voice because she talks as much. She plays music. She only plays 30-second intervals. Right. I mean, at one point she did say, and you're taking out your throbbing cock. So uh, wow. she is. Wow, she- FCC, like, lets that go? Hey, We this- can't even say the C word. Uh, excuse me, this is Outlaw Radio, K-A-B. Oh, is it a pirate radio? Yeah. I- I'm pretty sure it's near no pirate radio. No pun intended because there's kind of pirates out there. Look, they don't speak Spanish, the FCC. So Antonio Banderas Bay is off the oh, charts. So she said, she said, pull out your El Caco. Yeah, she said, pull out your alcohol. Your cacaracho. <laughs> oh, let's do the cacaracha. Okay, so, yeah, and they're just jerking it, and then the captain goes, hey, man, there's, look at that fog coming here. But the, he puts his fingers in his mouth, sticks up, but the wind's coming from that direction. And then he's like, is that a boat coming right next to yeah, us? Yeah, we see like an old clipper. That's what it is. So they're, they're under dockside. 
Because they're all jerking off. You don't jerk yeah. off Dockside. They're below decks. Yeah. yeah. Jerking off Dockside is for Titanic. They're doing a lower decker. They're doing a lower decker, of yeah. course. No. Not poop. <laughs> yeah. No poop. A lower decker is jerking off in a boat. A lower decker is actually just pooping normal. <laughs> <laughs> but not flushing. But, oh, you don't flush. <laughs> I thought that was a beast whale. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. There's so many terms for There's shitting. There's so many terms. <laughs> They're so nautical on top of it. <laughs> exactly. So he's like, I got to go investigate. So he puts his pants on and goes on up there. <laughs> I love it. They call him salty semen for a reason because they are not. <laughs> he has salty semen. <laughs> <laughs> not only do they have the saltiest semen in the world, but they are not afraid to whip their cock out. Right. They live their lives in close quarters with men. a whole different men. world, international waters. If we've all seen, uh, what what's the one Kubrick movie with the military and everything? Full Metal Jacket? Full Metal Jacket is about young dudes jerking off together. I mean, that's the Have you ever life. been involved in a circle jerk? God, no. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I don't... I hear stories about that. There's no way that... If anyone brought that up... I, I, I grew up in the ghetto where it's super macho. Yeah. People don't even admit to jerking off. So they would laugh that guy. That guy would be known as Circle Jerk Jim or whatever for the yeah. rest of his life, and he probably would have killed himself. I had one friend when I was younger. He was uh, he was my brother's age, so he's three years older than me, and he would invite us over, and this kid really was infatuated with his penis. Oh. And so Was he, he the weird kid in school? Uh, Sounds weird. I, <laughs> I don't know what happened to him in high school and everything because – after we stopped talking to him, by the time I was like seven, so my brother was ten, I think, because this kid was like, we should probably take our penises out and touch them. And I remember this because I was yeah. like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And this, he was really interested in that. And it never happened. Yeah, I, we never had any of that shit going on. That's what happens when you have a divorcee family. Actually, I don't know if they're divorced. I think they were both from a broken home. Broken home. That's why Gen X is so fucked up. We were the first broken home generation. Jesus, we were all about touching dicks. You guys set the fucking threshold there. You were like every parent was uh, broken up. Yeah. So yeah. So they they go up on deck. Two of the guys and they see these these figures in the in the in the fog, and they're kind of piratey. They got the the cutlass. I think you call it the pirate. Yes, uh, the cutlass. Sword. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what are you doing on here? Or saber. And they they got the, what do you call the thing? It's like it's like the hooks you use with the hand. It's like a hook with a handle used to like pick up bales of hay. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Hail hook or hay, hay hook or there's the ice hook. I, uh, yeah, it's got a lot of different names. I don't know what they're using it for, though. It, they're using it to kill. Yes, they because are. Because they just go hook right in the guy's throat. Yep. And we're seeing that these people are being murdered by blads, by hooks, no. by crooks, by anything, any means necessary. And originally, John Carpenter wanted this to be a PG movie. And I guess they wanted an R, so they added the more gruesome like hooks to the neck. Oh, and type shit. okay, because they really—it's like shadowy. All, yeah. all the. Violence. I can't believe this was an R-rated movie because there's no blood, yeah. and this is nothing. nothing. The worst thing you see is a guy with no eyes. That's and you, know, you true. see him for like a second, a, a glimpse. I mean, even is Jaws is PG, isn't it? I don't think it's. I, R. Pr- I think it is. Yeah, and they have more gruesome. Jaws, shit. Jaws you see is a severed leg. Jaws, Jaws is definitely more violent than this yeah. movie in broad daylight and everything. Yeah. So after all this violence, we're like, oh, my God, what do we follow this up? Stevie put it on four more tracks. Look out to the sea. Wow. Nothing but beautiful sea in front of me. Definitely beat Chicago. Right, because it the, the it's 1 o'clock now, so the Switching fog starts over. rolling back. Yeah. 
So we uh, we cut to uh, what's up with uh, Nick and Elizabeth, right? Oh yeah, Nick and Elizabeth. Because she also she also when she talks about being in. <laughs> I don't know. I like Chicago when I was there. I don't know why she's shitting on Chicago. Chicago's a pretty nice place. Uh, she uh, clearly has bad blood with Chicago. Yeah, maybe, yeah, she had to get out of town or something. Right. Because it's better than being some Antonio Banderas Bay. Yeah. So, clearly, there's a curse over Antonio. Yeah, Dan, what happens is Dan calls back to her because he's, yeah. he's, he's jerking it, too. He's like, oh, what are you wearing? And he's like, oh, by the way, that that, that uh, fog, it's going against the wind. Right. By the way, could you play? Here's a request. Bob Seger's against the wind. Yeah, we don't have licensing for that. We can't do that. <laughs> yeah. the, Bob Seger himself will show up and strangle me, so I can't do it. And she's like, I wouldn't fuck you if you're the last weatherman on earth, Dan. Yeah. Let's keep our relationship over the phone and, and in 10-second increments. Okay, now this next scene. This is where I thought it was going to be a cocksmog movie because... Dan, uh, not Dan, Nick, we, we're like post-coitus. They just fucked. They're laying up in bed, window, moonlight shining right. in, 1 a.m., just past the witching hour. And I'm like, God damn, Nick moves fast. They don't even know each other's names yet. She's wearing his shirt. She's not wearing anything. He's wearing his shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because that's what, th- and I'm like, oh my God, no, no, no. This is next level pussy fog. This woman is a fucking maestro of her pussy because- yes. First of all, if Dan's the kind of and a Dan, Nick is the kind of guy that fucks with his shirt on. He has no game at all. <laughs> so there's no way he's working any cock smock. No, no, no. So no. this is we we're, we learned that she's a rich girl. She's yeah. a rich girl, girl, and she's totally mesmerized him. He and to the point where he thinks he's in charge. Yes, she's totally. She is totally in charge. And so she's doing the classic rich white girl thing where she's like finding <sighs> herself. Right. Have, <laughs> When I hear people say that shit, I don't even know what that means. Have you ever thought to yourself, I need to find myself? You don't know who you are? Uh, I've always been aware of who I am. Maybe that's weird. I I mean, I think you're taking it a little too literal, but there's definitely times where it's just like, I don't want to fucking deal with anything. Well, that's a whole different thing. I understand that, not wanting to deal with your life and being mature and being an adult. Yeah. What do I hear? Is that what people mean when they say they want to find themselves? I think so. I think you're getting confused in like the whole like uh 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 like how people said to fund the police and what they meant was let's just like not have the police show up to every situation. You hear people say I need to find myself, and what they mean is basically like it's a fucking time away from everybody. And I think you would identify with that and be, you know, you get around some people, you're like, you're incredibly toxic towards my life. Yeah. And now it's become a thing. They hear it. The buzzword is I need to find myself. And that's the kind way of saying, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I need to find okay. myself. I need to go this that's the, way. That's the you need to go that wishy-washy way. Wishy-washy way of saying I don't want to talk. That is okay. the PC way of saying it. Yeah, wishy-washy. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so she's eating, praying, and loving her way up the coast. Thank you. Yeah, you know, because she does. It, she probably graduated from college. Now she's gonna find herself for a year right. on her parents' dime. Right. And that the way I knew that she is te- definitely hooking, hooking him, hook, line, uh, and sinker, and all that bullshit. She's doing a. a her own fog because Dan, she asked Dan what, what Dan <laughs> Nick I know he seems like such a Dan <laughs> if you had the mustache like totally Nick Dan. but he's, yeah without <laughs> so, the mustache he's Dan so Nick you know she's asking Nick like I mean you're older than me you got all this sexual experience you're a fucking dynamo in the sack what's your favorite position and he goes missionary and she's like I've never heard of that that's how you know she's just 
spooning him along, just right. trying to get. She's yeah. trying to get millions out of him to live her art life. She thinks she's going to be an artist. I don't think. I think she's just no. She's she's even worse. She's slumming. She's oh. toying, she's toying with this toying with the townies. Murray, excuse me. Yeah. We heard this. Everybody, go ahead. Hit pause, go back, listen to Murder Rock again because you need to. <laughs> yes. Also, you really do because that's the one that doesn't get as much love. Everyone else, every other uh, Halloween movie is doing well. That's doing good. I want yeah. it to do better. Because we just learned about slum sex and Murder Rock yeah. and now it's coming up again. Yeah, I was shocked that uh, Elizabeth wasn't wearing it for a coat. Yeah, mink. But she didn't want it. She, she's, she didn't want to give it away. Yeah. She was a little smarter to the game. Yeah. She knows I have to yeah. dress out a little bit more. I need to act a little more uh, uh, fragile and everything. Yeah. And then she's got to bear her soul with him after she's yeah. endured his awkward penis. Because you know <laughs> right. it's not mustache. She's, yeah, she's laughing to herself the whole time he's fucking. Oh, my yeah. God. She's she's like, just, he's just like, putty in my hands. Well, it probably didn't last very long. Because <laughs> he he's yeah. like, oh my god, she's twenty years younger than me. How is this happening? Yeah, it's got to be because there's no way Tom Atkins is a sex symbol. I'm sorry, <laughs> there's no way. And so, anyways, everybody, we got to move on with this. Actually, Basically, she's slumming up the coast. She fucks the you know goofiest guy. It's like a, it's, a, it's a game to her. Like every little city, little town she comes into, yeah. She's working on she her. She lets z- them come into her. She's working on her zine. She's the yeah. first zine writer. <laughs> That's it. She's going to write a memoir about yes. like, fucking up the coast. She's going to address it. She's going to uh, author it as Jane Doe. You know, she's working the coast. <laughs> Anonymous. Uh, the witching hour isn't quite over oh, yet. Not, I might have yeah. let us on with yeah, my yeah. notes here. But there's a rapping at his door. A rap tap tap. A rap tap tap. I think that's another Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, it might be the raven (laughs) at his door. Uh, And not the wrestler. We don't know poetry. Come on. That's right. And so he gets up. Thankfully, he's already got a shirt on, so he's halfway there. (laughs) He's got to hide his shame, though. Yeah. Because he's definitely... Yeah, he, he pulls a cigar, he grabs the blanket, and covers his body. He does a fucking mom for burial ground. (laughs) And, and for, unfortunately, it's not Paul Bar. I wish it was. I wish Paul Bar kicked it. Because they, they have, like, it's like a, like a glass door. It's like a smoke glass door. So we can see a silhouette, can't we? I don't remember. We do. We see a silhouette And the there's, door. like, a tapping. It's that hook thing that the ghosties are doing. And Carpenter is doing some fucking Hobbit-level, like, trick-of-the-mind shots here. Because we're thinking, like, he can see the door from his bed. That's what I got from this. Okay. Was that he just turned and could see a shadowy figure at his door. He has to turn the corner, go around, and everything, so he doesn't see that there's a shadowy figure. He just heard the knocking. Right. So he's going towards the door, and we see the shadowy figure hide behind the pillar. Okay. That is definitely an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Okay. The shadowy figure <laughs> hides behind the pillar. Right. I remember that. I had to yeah. read that in school. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. exactly. You probably had to stand up and do a whole fucking oh, rendition. Oh, yeah. I had to dress up like the, the ghost. <laughs> you weren't the pillar? You were the ghost? I played the pillar, yeah. <laughs> pillar of the, the You're community. You're strong, silent type, Murray. Of course. Of like course. a pillar. Right. Tongue poke, and kick just, you just <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't enough strong. <laughs> and uh, he goes for the doorknob and then... Bong! We hit the. He's got. He's grandfather clock. Yeah, he has a, yeah, it's like any cool guy would have. He has a grandfather clock. Well, that's how you get the classy ladies in your house. Oh, is that that's it? why he thinks he deserves twenty year old pussy. You know what that clock's made of? Mahogany. <laughs> it gets him wet every time. And, this is a movie about wet wood. Yeah. So we we'll get you. <laughs> So, okay, I'm sorry. This is the Thinking Man's Carpenter movie because the symbolism and metaphors are everywhere. Every Carpenter movie is a Thinking Man's movie, right. except Ghosts of Mars. Except Ghosts of Mars. And so 
Yeah, and then not only that, the grandfather clock explodes. Explodes because electronics, which grandfather clocks are supposed to not be electronic. I think they just hate glass. These yes. fucking ghosts hate glass. Right. Maybe it's because they see the reflection and they're lepers and it bothers them. That might be it. And she's like, who's at Thor's? Like, I don't know, DoorDash. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah, because he... We see that the the shadowy figure is just there waiting for him to open the door. He opens the door after a few seconds of adjusting to the clock exploding. Nothing. Yeah. Just nothing. And then we hear Stevie. Everybody listens to KAB. It's the only radio station in town. And she's like, the witching hour is now over. All right. We're going into the next morning. And we've got that young kid from the- Top it, mop it, pop it, plop it. Thankfully, that old man was just a cool old man who wanted to tell- (laughs) Didn't want to molest him. Well, he he did say, don't tell anybody I'll kill your mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And He did ask all the kids if they had pictures of their mom. Do you have Polaroids <laughs> of your mother half naked? Maybe for my next story, my throat will be a little dry, and I can't tell them unless you bring me Polaroids of your mommies. <laughs> your mother creates the saliva I need to speak. <laughs> so anyways, this kid's walking around. He's trying to, he's trying to go fishing. He is. Uh, I must think he's, he's looking for oysters. He's, looking, he's clamming. He's going to go shucking? He's clamming. Yeah, he's, he's, he don't give a shuck. Yeah. Because he's got the fucking galoshes on it. He's everything. got the galoshes. And then he goes over. He notices something in this, the rocks. And he looks and he sees. And, oh, my God. Oh is it the balloon? It's a Trump buck. Yeah. And he goes for that Trump buck because he knows it's worth it. You ever hear the story? I don't know. If, <laughs> this is probably made up for, like, an internet story. Jesus. But Because uh, I'm not in that world, that Fox world. So I don't know if these are real. I, 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 I have no oh trouble believing God. it's real. The yeah. Trump buck. The Trump buck. Where it's guaranteed. Which... which Money used to. I actually found a dollar. <laughs> Money that, used to mean something. No, oh well, yeah, I'm not. You could trade it in for silver or gold. I found like a dollar one time that was like a silver dollar. Yeah. I mean, it was a dollar bill, but it was it was good for a dollar worth of silver, or okay. maybe it was ten bucks. I think it was a ten bucks or twenty bucks. Okay, and it was supposed. That's, that's what the scam that Trump is running, where it's like a Trump buck, and he's guaranteed to be worth whatever the two hundred or three hundred dollars you spend to get this stupid thing. Right, right, and right. Somebody went to a bank going, "I would like my three hundred dollars in gold, please." First of all, can you get gold from a bank? I mean, I guess, I guess you can. They keep, but I don't know if a regular bank would keep gold, would it? No, no, no. Most no. banks probably don't keep gold because we abandoned yeah. the gold standard. Yeah. So and so that story happened. It's probably made up, but that's no. It's yeah. probably okay. real. Unfortunately, it's and the person had real. to explain. I'm sure it was some old people. They're like, "Ma'am, this is worthless." So the kid. Thankfully, the sea does the job for him and takes the gold doubloon away. But it also washes ashore uh, driftwood, some driftwood. And it says, Dane, remember, we learned the, the, the ship, the leper ship, Taylor Dane. With, you know, So we're like, holy shit, this is from the Taylor Dane. I thought this was just some wood that's a big fan of Dane Cook. <laughs> I don't think anybody's a fan of Dane Cook. Not Anybody anymore. like fucking this burnt out quicker like top of the world nobody remembers him that anymore. guy literally because i was working at the golf course at that time you know being a not a caddy i was a groundskeeper groundskeeper griff okay very you, you were bill murray in caddyshack uh yeah i were always killing gophers i always did the no 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 oh wait that shows jace never mind uh yeah my brother did throw a golf ball back in his pitching days when he was actually fucking amazing He's still in his youth. Didn't break his arm at all. Had all his hair. He hit, <laughs> he hit a fucking goose in the neck with a golf ball. That's horrible. And your bro- the, I, know, the I, know, I, know I, I always know I don't like your brother. That's horrible. Even yeah. though gooses are assholes. Geese. 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 We're both wrong. Yeah, we are. <laughs> okay, so yeah, he find, he's like, well, fuck it. Driftwood's just as good as a, the balloon, I guess. It looks mommy, cool. mommy, mommy, 
Stevie just got off her fucking shift, all right? Just off the witching hour. She is a midnight worker. Right. She bends the, burns the midnight oil. Yeah, bends the midnight yeah. oil. And she's like, Andy, I love you. Shut the fuck up. And he's like, Mom, I need a fucking Coke. <laughs> <laughs> stomach pounder. Which I'm still trying to figure that out. I looked that up. Okay. I searched Google stomach pounder. Every result is, what the fuck, John Carpenter? <laughs> Literally, no okay. one knows what it is. It's a carpenterism. But there is okay. one rumor that says a stomach pounder is a Coca-Cola with Pop Rocks in it. Okay. Okay. But why would he ask for a stomach pounder and a Coke? To wash it down. So he <laughs> wants... The Coke with Pop Rocks and a Coke. To me, a stomach pounder is a burger. That's what a little boy would want I thought it was a sandwich. I thought it was like a grilled cheese, you know? You know, you need something with meat in it. You need something to pound your stomach. Yeah, yeah, right. Grilled cheese is a little, goes maybe, down a little Maybe easy. like a fucking hot sauce grilled cheese or something. Either way, she's like, get the fuck out of my room and stay away from my fucking naked Polaroids that I send to yeah, Man. don't send my, don't bring any more of my naked Polaroids. Right, I make money fuck. off of those. Don't give them free to that captain. She's the first OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah. that was the original OnlyFans of Polaroids. Yeah. People don't know that. I mean, she went to the radio and she, uh, you know, advertised her OnlyFans. So Nick, I guess he he knew these guys were lost in that trawler. Remember, they people get killed. Well, we also forgot to mention that also the guy below decks got killed as well. But, yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Everybody got killed on the boat, and yeah. one of them happened to be Nick's friend. And yeah. Nick apparently operates on these ships or something. He's some kind of coordinator. I assumed he, maybe he owned the boat. I don't know. He was don't somehow don't friendly with the one guy. I think his he name probably was probably just scrapes barnacles off the boat. He's that Nick, might be for it. Christ's sakes. He's no but, Dan. He's a Nick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and uh, Elizabeth is just hanging around. She's like, I got nothing better to do. Again, know. she's slumming. Right. She's feeling out this fisherman life. She's just like God, giggling to herself. Your like, dick smells like fish. What do you do? Such, Are you a fisherman or this something? This is going to be such a great chapter in my book. I'm Jesus middle life. management fisher. All right? Get it right. Yeah. I don't get I don't gut the fish. I just put them in the box. I just all right? put them in the box, Okay. So she's she's slumming along with them right. because again she's doing this for a zine. She does not care about this man. She's laughing at his penis. She's laughing at his and jokes. he's feeling it. So he's like, "I'm an impressor. Get me Ashcroft in his boat. We're gonna find that trawler." And they go out on the boat. <laughs> Meanwhile, we meet Mrs. Kathy Williams, played by Uh-oh. Jamie Lee Curtis's mom, Janet oh! Lee, who was, who was the woman who got stabbed by Norman Bates in the shower. Really? That yes. was her? Wow. And she is in charge of the big celebration. They're going to celebrate the 100th anniversary, April 31st. Everything they do every year. Centennial. Yeah, and so excited. She's like the councilwoman or some shit. This is only, she's got a very much a very rich white lady job. Oh, my God. And we're, oh, my God. I'm sorry to spoil this, but we're about to learn that this is a town that has refused CRT knowledge. All right? You don't teach about the bad history of our town. We only go forward. Everything right. we did in the past was fine. It was great. We're the best uh, county the victors ever. Victors write the history books. Exactly. So let's not worry about the past. And not only that, they got a big statue, which we never see. We never see what the statue is, no. but they're going to reveal this big statue that's going to celebrate the 100th anniversary. I think it was Father Maloney's great-grandfather. What was it? Patrick Mahoney? Maloney? Yes. I think it was him enjoying a bologna sandwich. Patrick Maloney's bologna sandwich. Works for me. I don't know. Yeah. And so 
They're driving out her her uh, her helper, her aide, Sandy, who we saw earlier. Car alarm went off, which you got to be making some money off a car alarm in 1980. Who's going right. to steal a 1980 car? In a small town chauffeur, like assistant, she's got to be making bang. Right. And, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> small town assistant. Yeah. Six figures. Definitely making money. And uh, we, we learned that it sh- I guess she must have inherited her wealth, Kathy, because she's married one of the, the captain of the boat, the, the trawler. And we know those guys are broke. The seagrass? Seagrass. The seagrass yeah. is the name of the boat. So we know now two people are concerned about the whereabouts of this boat. Right. Actually, Kathy doesn't give that many shits about the boat. She's no. got the centennial to worry about. Right. That's her big thing every year. That's all she does. She's she's the fucking rich white lady who has the one charity event yeah. she does once a year, which okay. is the biggest thing in the world. Yes, she is more concerned about her dog who was upset last night during the witching hour. She's my god, my dog was barking out the window. I didn't know what was going on. Your husband was lost at sea. Yeah, but my dog was upset. <laughs> she is rich white lady. She was at the right. pizza shop begging. For that Italian sauce. So they're going over. What is that called when that's your kink? <laughs> when you just want people to pour Italian sauce oh, on marinering. Marinering, even yeah. though it's a, even though it's like the Italian dressing. Oh, we talking about dressing? Yeah, now. I'm sorry, I meant dressing. Oh, is that what you're talking about with the breadstick story? Yeah, that was. Yeah, 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 dressing. Yeah, it was dressing. So what is it? What it was, is a, that it was a vinaigrette. It was a vinaigrette. Oh, yeah. it's just, that act's just got to be called vinaigrating. 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 So they're driving out to see Father Malone because he's going to give the blessing to the Maloney Baloney sandwich. The Maloney Baloney. The <laughs> Patrick Maloney Baloney. It's just, this one is enraged, Griff. It's just a statue of a sandwich. But it's a delicious sandwich. Yeah. Bologna. I haven't had a bologna sandwich since I was like five. Did you ever fry that shit? No. I mean, I know what you're talking Cause about. Because it's hot dog, right? I guess pretty much. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've heard. I never ate bologna. Yeah, I, I when I was little, I ate it a lot, but it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. it's every time I get sandwich fixings. It's very much a little kid sandwich. It is. It's yeah. after PB and J. It's bologna. Like when I go and get a fucking deli meat and a sandwich, I could eat two of them, and I'm like, I'm so done with sandwiches again. So that that's just well, you have problem. you have a built in uh, intolerance bias yeah, towards bias. sandwich. Yeah, bigotry. Yeah. Bigotry, I would say. But, yeah, yeah, I'm a sandwich bigot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. I I still love that the fact we're talking sandwich. Wait, you oh, could not hey. help tune me in understand. Wednesday to really get a taste of his bigotry. I just hate that you couldn't give me a basic sandwich you just enjoy. I just said Reuben and you shit all over it. I agree. You'll with hear you. this on Wednesday. By but the then way. I did shit on the Reuben sandwich. Yeah, but did. I did agree that it sounds like a good sandwich. It I just don't a, like it's, it. It's a great sandwich. But I never mind. I could go for one right now. <laughs> and so, yeah, she, she's, they're going to see Father Malone. She's giving the blessing to the baloney Maloney. Patrick Maloney Baloney. And so we get the most weirdest jump scare I've ever seen. He's got to be lurking to want to scare her because he's like in a, sh- a corner or yeah, something. Yeah. And she's walking. And he just leaps out. Oh, grabs her. Oh, wow. That was loud. Yeah. Scared me. Grabs her shoulder. It's Father Malone. and This was totally an AEW interview segment where there's just somebody lurking in the background for no reason whatsoever. This was not necessary, just John scary, Carpenter. Yeah. Just yeah. another little scare. Because this movie's not really scary, if we're being honest. Yeah, it really isn't. So he mentions this book he found last night. And Sandy immediately is like, wait, you found this book? What time did you find this book? 
Well, midnight, my dear. Witching hour, of course. Oh, of course. The very second the witching artist hour. After I got that hour. loser Bennett out of the church. God, I, you, know. you guys know this Bennett character? He fucking sucks. Do you need somebody to do your, your lawn service and you don't get to pay him? Yeah. I got a guy for yeah. you. Tell him you'll put it on my bill. <laughs> I, I've been stiffing that kid for fucking months. So we learn. Chump. He's like, you're not going to believe this. I, I, There's some history. It must have been written by a non-white person. Because it's really look, it really makes us look bad. Yeah, and I need I I gotta read it for you. So he reads the story. We learned this is where we learn about our. What are we calling them now? The fowls, the fools, the, the ghouls, ghouls, the fomblins, the fool ghouls, fool ghouls, the fog, f- fogulias, fogulias, foglins, fogarties, the fogarties. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Okay. There's a bad moon rising. Yeah. <laughs> and so, okay, we'll call them the Fogarty's. The witching now. moon is the worst moon, so it is yeah. the bad moon rising. And the so, fog moon rising. So f- the fog, he's like, okay, there was this, my, he's like, my grandfather, this is his journal, and he tells this story. There was a, there was a leper colony out on the island, whatever island, he, they, it's like right off the coast of where they're at. All right, And right. these guys. Penitentiary 3. Penitentiary 3. These guys Came to the town elders, our ancestors, who are totally righteous, Christian, God fearing white people. White. Which means they're pure. White. The color white. Yes. Missionary sex, no shrimping. Right. And so uh, he's like, yeah, they say they give us, they give the town elders gold for just a parcel of land, a a fucking acre of land that's like five miles away. North of where? That's it. We'll fuck off. We'll be by ourselves. Not in my backyard, said our church elders. So we learned. By the way, we're, for, for brevity, we're going back and forth between what's going on with Nick, because they find the trawler, and Father Malone. We're gonna, we'll are gonna. we give you the Father Malone story, and then we're going to give you the we're, Yeah, story. we'll do our yeah. best to make this all cohesive and everything, right. but we do cut in. Carpenter made this his most minced up fucking baloney of a script ever. Yeah. Uh, this baloney is the theme of this movie. It is. It's actually the theme of this movie. Baloney. Baloney. Phony baloney. Mahoney's Patrick <laughs> Maloney's. Now we're learning about Patrick Maloney's phony baloney story. <laughs> yes, because yeah. as Pat or his son, his <laughs> grandson, grandson is about to tell yeah. us, this whole fucking holiday we're spre- we're celebrating is baloney. Yeah. So, like every white person, when they see gold, their eyes get big, and they're like, "I have to have that gold." And so they that they did was they took the gold. We're back a hundred years in yeah, the past, everybody. Eighteen eighty, April thirtieth. April thirtieth. On the thirtieth day of April, eighteen eighty. Uh, we'll take your gold. Sure, you can have that land. And they're like, oh great. So we'll give you the gold, and then we're gonna we're gonna get everybody on our ship, and we're yep. gonna come. And, it's, and it sounds great. And then they set up that campfire, that little campfire that we heard about in the beginning the of the sea movie. sea captain. Yar. And they made them crash on the rocks, and they had best of both worlds. They didn't have those nasty lepers in their Nothing. backyard, Nothing. and they had all the gold. Just like Tim Murray. They're like, don't bring in your freaks, and you're weak, and you're unwelcomed. Right. None well, of no, you are just, allowed. Just We're going to murder you now. Hey, you'll hear on Wednesday, my opinion. I'm not. We're not going to go into it. We no, were already no. two hours into this movie. No. We thought it was going to be an hour episode. No, of course it's not going to be. Yeah, I didn't not. think we could be fired up this much. This <laughs> we got to. Pro- we're worried about you. We want to protect you. It's the witching hour. It is the well, witching hour. It's probably hour. not the witching hour anymore because we're over an hour. This is right. <laughs> but, okay, so that's that's the story. And he's like, no, I cannot. He, he has one moment of clarity. I guess he's he's not drunk for a second. He's like, 
I will not bless that phony baloney Patrick Mahoney statue. <laughs> you gotta have to find somebody else. <sighs> I am ashamed of what my grandfather did. Yeah. And they're like, but we're white. That was her only excuse. Like, we're white. We can do what we want. Uh, hello. You cannot teach CRT in this city. We are good white Christian I families. never saw one person of color in this city. So never. Maybe they're right. I don't never. Know. Yeah. There has been no off-whites. It's all been white. Right. Blue eyes. I mean, we hairs. have the, since we're in California, we do have the Mexicans come up, pick all our, our produce, and then yes. we kick them back out. Then we yeah. kick them right back right. out. Miguel is a nice man, but he's yeah. not allowed here. Right. He cannot move in. Not in my back yard. Right. So that's the end of their story. We go to Nick. They finally find the seagrass. They get on board. And they're like, what's going on? All the gauges are busted. Because remember, the, the, the Fogarty's hate glass. The Fogarty's definitely hate Anything glass. Anything that creates a reflection, they hate. Right. And, which makes, ah, it makes sense. We'll get later on. But, uh, and it looked, they're like, Everything's covered in salt. He, he finds a beer can, takes a swig. It's salt water. I love this because Nick is channeling Dan. He immediately goes for the booze. Right. He's. It's like an open can. It's an open can. They can't be can. putting like cigarette butts in there. We're not going to be confused like a can of orange juice compared to a bottle of orange juice where you need a twist top, the safety lock. He just goes right in. It's a can. And Nick is like, are there Zarkas here? Why is everything damp? Like everything is, but it's like you would think the the boat capsized. There's yeah, salt water everywhere. He's like the deck is bone dry, but the fucking engine is swamped in Swamp. seawater. Yeah, exactly. Seaweed, seawater, salt, everything degraded, corroded, all that shit just eaten away by the fucking sea, which we know is unforgiving. And of course, Liz is like, whoa, 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 back, back the fuck up. You're going a mile a minute here. What's the fucking zarpha? And uh, he's like, I got no time, babe. He's like, I got no time. So I'm going to tell you a story about my youth. And they sit down. They're in like the the underside. They're underside. Of, you know, they're just looking around. It's dark. The electronics are all blown out. The glass is all blown out. The like, thermometer is blown out. Yet somehow it's registering 20 degrees. Right. Because it gets it's cold, so cold, too, when the Fogarty's yeah, come. When the Fogarty is coming. <laughs> Those old Fogarty's. <laughs> you, you notice because of how cold it gets. And he's just like, oh, let me tell you a time. From my ute, where the bad Fogarty rolled in. Right. My dad, we have a long line of trawling in my family. My dad was a trawler, and he found an abandoned ship, or so we thought. And they were, we're white people, so we started ransacking, we started griffing the place. And he found a gold doubloon, Spanish coin from 1865. And he brought it home to me. And he said, hey, look what I got for you. And he put, his, he put his hand out, opened it, there was nothing in there. It magically disappeared. His dad's faking him out. He's kept the balloon for himself. Of course, of course. But and just as he's about to finish the story, he took that to a more sophisticated city and got himself a blowjob, yeah. or maybe a half and half, or maybe a full fat. He sucked. He fucked. He probably got a full fat. I think. Yeah, a full fat. A full fat. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's when you fuck in a bath of milk. Wow, that's that's luxurious. You need a gold balloon for that. That's right. And just he's about to finish that tie tie that story up with a nice bow, the last guy falls out with no eyes. Why? Because the eyes have reflections. That's right. So they have to gouge your eyes out. They don't want to see any reflections. Interesting. And that freaks Liz out because she's like, I'm in some freaky shit, but not not dead bodies. Yeah, I've looked at your fucking corpse of a body, you fucking husk of a meat man. All right, what's Stevie been up to? Well, it's, she's getting ready for the next shift. 
I, are there other people DJing, or is there's this? There's only time we have the radio on is at night in the middle of the night. What kind of weird fucking town is this? Right. It's interesting because it's a town. It's like Jaws Town, where it's a yeah. vacation town, yeah. and yet Stevie is running a. 20- I don't even know if it's a vacation. I think it's just a fishing village or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. So her business is just to be like the lighthouse keeper yeah. to help the sailors, but she also does the midnight because apparently fishermen are working all night. Oh, I guess that does make sense then because you would need a lighthouse at night. Right. So, yeah, so she's okay. kind of doubling up. She's yeah. doing the lighthousing, but she's also doing so, the radio. Yeah, so I think because – she probably always wanted to do radio, but yes. she took the job at the lighthouse. Well, she bought the white lighthouse. We yeah. learned, and then she's like, "Hey, I can, I can, I can uh, dual income. Yeah, dual income. She's an entrepreneur. I can multitask. This is a very libertarian. I can city. play. I can save people's lives. I can play tepid jazz. I can do that. And then she's like, "I also did want to see how far I could put a man into the fog." Right. And she's no. Even- I, I trust Stevie. Stevie wouldn't do that. Liz, piece of shit. Stevie's a good egg. She... Liz is definitely a piece of shit. Do you think she's in this movie just to counter uh, Stevie? <laughs> yeah. To make Stevie look better? Because she is a mom. She cares about her son. But she also cares about people, you and know, the sailors. And she's got great boobs. But I, I we don't even see yeah. any kind of cleavage well, the, in this. It, but, hey, you, I, their marriage must have been on rocks by the time Escape from New York comes out. Because they're on full display in Escape yes, from Yes, they York. are. Yeah. So he but, was... hey, I'm not knocking Jamie Lee Curtis. You've seen Trading Places. She's got some nice tits, too. Just a battling boobs. Why? Why did she have that nude scene with Dan Aykroyd? I, she had no choice. I don't know. Is that her version of Dan, aka Nick? I don't know. Maybe she suggested it. She's like, "This, I had, I got to come back. I have a fog idea." And then she, <laughs> I got a foggy. <laughs> <laughs> I got a foggy for you, dicks. So she's heading. I guess she's got the uh, little driftwood. Maybe she thinks this would be a good decoration for the lighthouse. You know, got a little driftwood. Dane. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's got a little driftwood. <laughs> His wood is drifting. <laughs> and while is she, like you said, we know we just learned she can multitask. So she's playing some uh, KAB bumpers. You know, like you're listening to KAB, and she wants to get the perfect one. Was she just listening to the bump? I thought that's what was playing. No, when she, she was, was in her office. No, hours. she was listening to them because there's all it is is a series of different yeah. versions of the, okay. the bumpers. So she's so fucking strict about her radio show. She needs to get the perfect. Bumper. <laughs> yes. And, and who knew there's a wealth? There's literally 50 different versions. Think about this. In the time we live in now where everybody wants to be a fucking global sensation on the TikToks or the Facebooks or the YouTubes, she is trying to be a local hero and she's worried about this is KAB. She actually paid somebody out like probably in New York to come up with these. Yeah, a guy with a voice that could yeah. counter her own. Yeah. Because his voice was good. Yeah. And so she's just listening to them. She's getting everything ready for the night shift. Right. She's getting her coffee already. Of course, she's got the fucking uh, pour over and everything. She really needs those grains to meet the water and drip in oh. there. And she just puts the uh, the the driftwood on top of uh, I don't some know. speakers. Right next to the well, paper. It's, it's a, I don't know what they're called, but it was, they don't do it anymore because everything's digital. But they were like little tapes that you would insert like in a radio station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she puts it on top of that. And she's, she's got the tape recorder right next to it yep. listening. And then all of a sudden, you alluded to it earlier, we see the waters that are pouring out of the driftwood. Yeah, just fuck. And we see the name Dane. And then in a minute here, we're going to see that the name Dane switches. Right. Well, first... The water pours down and it hits the table. It just touches it. As you can tell, this is like spirit, spiritual, supernatural because 
we made stuff tougher in 1980. It would, that's getting touched by water isn't going to make it. And it, got, starts, and it starts saying weird shit. It starts fucking the albatross around your neck and all this shit. And then, like you said, Dane becomes six must die. Oh, that's what it said? Yes. Oh, that's good. So, of course, she's... And then it bursts into flames. It yeah. bursts into flames. She, she finally sees that. She's like, what the fuck? She hits it with the old uh, fucking extinguisher and everything right. that cools it all down. She looks back at it. Dane. And all the water's gone. All and the, the tape recorder's gone. working again. It's yep. playing the bumpers. That's right. So, she... That freaks her out because it says six must die, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. And we've already lost three. She was freaked out by the fog. She, right. You know, she's really understanding. She's a woman who kind of... Is like, am I going to play with the fog or am I going to be a legit radio woman? So she's, you know, she knows the idea of the fog. She's like, I'm not fucking around with the fog anymore. Right. And I know this is real. She immediately calls Andy and says, you little shit. What demonic driftwood did you bring to me? Stay the fuck off the beach. Don't pick anything up. Stay away from that captain. Don't leave the house. Don't do anything. Just fucking stay put. I'm sending a babysitter over to the house. Yes. To Mrs. Cold Brandy. Mrs. Cobra. The mother of Marion Cobra. Cobra, of course. Because he grew up, and people don't know that, but Cobra grew up in a little fishing village in California. He didn't get that far from the tree. That's why. That's where he learned how to eat pizza. That's exactly. Everybody in Antonio Banderas Bay eats pizza with scissors. <laughs> it, got, they go, scissor me, daddy. And that what it means means cut your pizza. If you get the extended cut of John Carpenter's The Fog, you will see the townspeople at the pizza hut they yeah. have there because it's the only sit-down pizza yeah. restaurant in existence. Uh. And they all cut the Cobra is an unofficial uh, sequel to The Fog. People don't know that. They don't know that. No. It's it's the weirdest thing. But when you listen to Cobra when he's driving from scene to scene, he listens to, to Stevie K Wayne. A B yeah. Stevie. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It's, 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 that's the magic of Mahatma. Uh, Just think about this. Everybody's listening. Because everybody who thinks they're going to do an action podcast, they do Cobra within the first few weeks. Yeah. We yeah. waited like six months before we did Cobra right. because we, we're so good. Right. And they don't even know the connection between John Carpenter's The no, Fog. They don't. <laughs> I know somebody's going to be putting on the IMDb right now as we're talking. But yeah. we, yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Saving lives like we always do. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, she's like, do you motherfucker? Nick, they got I, the bodies. I just want to point out, we get to see her go from full panic to serenity now. Right, serenity now. She puts on the sultry voice, gets back on the mic. No, like nothing happened. Here's some more weak ass jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so now we, we're back. We're at the, the I guess the hospital. We're the morgue of uh, Antonio Bernardes Bay. They, yeah, they they have recovered the body, just his friend from the boat, and they have taken it to the eyeless uh, guy, they're, the hospital. They're, yeah, they're yeah to get an autopsy. And uh, like, <laughs> like. Elizabeth's just in the room and shit, like just hanging out. Again, she's writing for her zine. She wants the greatest fucking story. This right. is a weird spook. She might even yeah. be thinking maybe in some days there's going to be like a, a format where people can tell like true crime stories and they can download them at will, whatever that word means. She is also the originator of true crime podcasts. So, and, and, uh, we can, we'll call him Phil, the friend. I don't think he even had a name. Phil's great. Let's go. He's with just Phil. like he see he he can he sees that and he's disgusted by it. So he's like, Nick, can you come out? Can I talk to you about something? Let's talk private. And he's like, What the fuck's going on? He his lungs are full of salt water. He has silt and algae underneath his nails. I you, saw I saw your friend Al like uh three days ago, perfectly healthy. 
And I, like everything about him was This healthy. is a body that would have been underwater for 30 days at least. At least. What the fuck are you talking? He drowned, yet he's he's bone dry. What the fuck is going on with this shit? And then they then all of a sudden Nick's like, Ooh, it's getting chilly in here. Oh. And, and we get a Do cut you have o- a sweater? We get a cut over to Andy and he's talking to Miss Co- uh Miss Cobretti, Cobretti, yeah. And he's just like, uh, Miss Cobretti, there's a fog coming for us. And we know what that means from, you know, uh, the last night. Well, we know what it means from the title of the movie. That's right. And so, oh, my God, they're going to kill little Andy, are they? Because three down, three to go. Right. There's three more bodies. We're back in the hospital, and we see that, of course, Elizabeth had been left alone. She's just scribbling in her thing. She's got her Walkman on, listening to her right. like, goth music or some shit, whatever. New she's wave. A, she's 80s. a creepy girl, you she's know. creepy girl, yeah. Maybe The Cure. Maybe so they started in the seventies, so maybe. they would be yeah. Uh, maybe some Bauhaus. I don't know. Susie and the Banshees. Bow- yeah, that's yeah. We name. yeah we know our goth people. Uh, all hello. right, all right, Murray. Let's go ahead and talk about our favorite goth <laughs> music here. Clearly AFI, which unfortunately I'm going to have to see in a couple. Weeks. My favorite is Baloney House. Baloney House. Baloney House is dead. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So we get. I mean, John Carpenter's like. I think this is a horror movie. I guess I got to give another I, scare. I guess so. So we see the hand like drop off the 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 table. Well, she well, she's oblivious. She's in the foreground. He's in the background. She's got her. She's got her muffs on though. Like you said. So she can't even hear the guy getting up. The guy walking grabs a scalpel. Grabs a. Scalpel. I'm like, is this Inga from fucking Phenomena? Because she knows her way around a blade. She does. And then he just stumbles toward her, and then just collapses as he's about. He doesn't kill her; he just collapses as he gets to her. This is why. And so, of course, she shrieks out. Dan, Dan, Nick, and uh, Phil run into the room, and they look down. They're like, "What the fuck happened? What are you doing with his body? Are you fucking into that kind of shit? Are you some (laughs) kind of weirdo? Did you say boo to that corpse?" And then we look down, and there's a three. He wasn't trying to kill her; he's trying to warn her. I don't know how, oh, but God. I don't know how he came back to life to warn her. But he did, and it says three. Murray, the corpse is in the fog for her somehow. Oh, my God. That's why he didn't go. This is a hard up. It's probably 10 to 1, like men ratio to women. It's like 10 men to one woman. So these guys are hard up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, in this little conservative town. Yeah. Of course yeah, well, it is. Because it's, a, it's, a, it's like working in an oil refinery. It's right. a guy job. Right, so, right. yeah. Man, that really... So they're so busy jerking it to fucking Stevie, and it all makes sense. No. That It really does. And he <laughs> tells you about men. It's like, Stevie's hot. She's the only one in town, but she's got a kid. Mm, no one involved <laughs> with that. And she, But they don't know what that means because they didn't see the driftwood. So there's like three. What the fuck? You what know? the fuck is this? All right, so we're going to this night. They're, okay, there's a town celebration happening in the middle of the night. Happening at midnight. There's a ben, celebration. You're asking for trouble. Come on. Kathy is so drunk with her white lady, which I by power. She's like, we're going to celebrate at midnight. She is. She's totally I decide I'm in control of the Patrick Mahoney phony baloney statue. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody make a meme of that, will you? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So. That's definitely how all the best memes were made. <laughs> Somebody did something and said, please make a meme out of that. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much ensured no one's going to do it now. And she learns, like, hey, we found your husband. He's dead. She's like, I'm running a, a fucking celebration. I don't have time for my husband. All right? Check out my dog. Is he doing okay? Is he is he sad about my husband being dead? Because I don't care. I have a celebration. 
John the Car- one thing I do a year is this. I love this about this era of movies and the, the, the this time of movies. We don't get to hate a character. We don't get that. We never get the fucking character. Or if we do, it's like someone who's obviously racist or sexist. It's not just it's someone. The, it's not just someone who's an asshole. They have to be like vile. It's the Green Mile level of asshole where you go, oh. That guy's a racist. That makes me not a racist because right. he literally is punching a black man in the face. And I don't like that. And I don't punch black men in the face, so I'm not racist. That's Kathy's lo- or that's that's the level we go to with unsavory. Oh. Kathy is everybody you've seen in your day of life yeah. of walking around the world. She's a Karen. She's everywhere. She's Karen. She's yeah. everybody. Yeah, she would leave us uh, offensive uh, comments on our YouTube page because oh, we didn't give her the right movie. Right. Of course, as we've talked about, we don't have Karens for our show. We have Helen's. Yes. Fuck you, and they Helen. let us know. Yeah. What was Helen's gripe with us? She loved Blind Fury. Yes. And she a great <laughs> classic movie. And we were so in love with our voice, which I, I we're, we can't argue that. Yes. We've gone on two hours already. We are in love with our own voices. That's true. It's true. But you don't have to say it. All right? You don't have to say it. And it's like, where? And it was all in caps. So she was screaming at us. Where is the movie? I want the phony baloney Patrick Maloney. <laughs> give it that's, to I'm telling me. you, that's going to be used in one of those insurance commercials. When you see that, we're going to Patrick Mahoney's baloney? Yeah, because he does those insurance commercials. He's going to be Patrick Mahoney's He does Subway, baloney. too. Yeah. So he's going to be... Both advertising yeah. a Patrick Mahoney phony bologna phony bologna sandwich and bologna's gonna fall because it's out gonna of it. be made out of bologna that's not made from animal products yes a phony bologna <laughs> yeah. and because they give me the Patrick Mahoney phony bologna and you know who's gonna be the subway clerk in the commercial Griff if we were so am- <laughs> if we weren't so amazing and just didn't come up with this on the spot I would have made a fake like fucking com- subway commercial for us you know who's gonna be the subway clerk who gives him the sandwich I hope not Jared. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. That's probably what he's doing right now. That's so yeah. fucking good. It could it's be so a recently levels. divorced Tom Brady. That's better than a bologna sandwich. Mm. Anyway, Steve, back, back on the work. airwaves. Yeah. yeah, of course. She's always hard at work. And she was told by Kathy, you better pump the shit out of the celebration. Right. We learned that Sandy is also affiliated with radio somehow, or at least she was working with uh, Stevie to try to get you know more yeah. publicity. Yeah, because Stevie needs some money, so she's got to get some ad money. So right. she takes whatever she can get. You right. Know? And so she's like, happy birthday to Antonio Banderas Bay. You don't look a year over 102. That's right. And She brings up the bad news about the seagrass. Yeah, she says, sorry to be a bummer, but this is... This is out to those guys. Yep. And so we cut over because we always cut over to somebody listening to uh, KAB Airwaves. And it just so happens to be Nick this time. He's got. He's at the celebration. They're in a bar. Yeah. Elizabeth and him are in the bar away from everybody else because he wants to celebrate alone. He's probably spiking that drink because he's like, this girl's never going to fuck me again. I need to give her a little something to amp her (laughs) up. He's right because she's like, I'm never going to fuck this Right. I'm I'm leaving town. He probably snuck a look at that zine she was writing and was like, I don't have a weird dick. (laughs) Tear goes down. The missionary is a good style. You need to be in traditional like, things. What do you can, want me to do? It's the best style. According to Aubrey, it's the best style for toe socking. She sent me a Kama Sutra thing because she was like, what is Griff talking about? <laughs> you can totally. And I was like, and I was like, you're absolutely right. You can totally suck a toe while you're fucking a girl's missionary. You get the leg. Griff, you get oh, the legs up. Oh, so, so the feet are at your shoulders. Hit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then. 
Oh, yeah. God, I guess that would work. Yeah. Be, uh, Try it out. <laughs> Try it out. <laughs> you might know. You might not. You might be a shrimper and not even know it. You might be a shrimp. You know, that's what they said about me and seafood. They're like, you right. might you might like seafood. Your mom's right. just been telling you wrong all these years. Your so. mom was told you you shouldn't eat seafood? My mom hated seafood, and she was like, no seafood. There are people. Yeah, there's people who don't Yeah, like it. and mm-hmm. it took into my adult life before I'm I was not, like, You know what? Like I don't it. like lobster. I think it's very overrated. I know a lot of people who don't like lobster. Yeah. Not that hot of an opinion. Yeah. Well, that's I'm not, not trying to make it. It's not like a sandwich opinion or anything. <laughs> well, yeah. You would like a lobster roll sandwich? That sandwich. I might like it if there's it was a sandwich. Yeah. That lobster I'll roll try sandwich it. sounds. Anybody like want to make me a lobster roll sandwich? I'll try it. You'll try it. Let's go to the coast. Okay. Okay. So Dan is listening. Dan, Nick is listening. <laughs> He's such a. He looks like such a Dan without that mustache. He's just working on fucking uh, Elizabeth's drink, and he's like, "You know what? I need to make a call." Right? He's like, "What did you mean by that fog?" Yeah. And she's like, "You're not gonna believe this," because he's like, "Weird shit happened to my friends when that fog bank rolled in." She's like, "Yeah, it was. I saw it coming off the coast. I'm in a lighthouse. It was glowing, and it was going against the wind." It was amazing here what John Carpenter did because you thought for a minute there Nick had the clairvoyance of like, "Wait, am I in the fog for this woman?" Right. Quickly. Are you, is he dual fogging? Is he Uther fogging and Jeff fogging at the same time? <laughs> he is. Holy That's what's shit. incredible about it. And you don't understand this if you don't understand the two different types of fog. <laughs> Which is why you need to listen to our Excalibur and Violent City episodes. Right. It all will be explained. Right. And, and we, we, we touch you, on it on Vice City, which is not Vice City, Vice Squad, Vice Squad, which is coming in a couple days. Right, you getting your treat, you'll get your trick next yes. week or later. Well, we're, that movie's about tricks. That movie is about tricks. That's why this is the treat, and that's the trick. Right. Well, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna learn we're gonna treat you with some tricks. Wednesday. Treat you with the trick. Yeah. So yeah, and she's like, and get this, Driftwood, Taylor <laughs> Dane. Nick's like, I got to see this shit. We're coming over. <laughs> so Nick goes over to Liz, and he's like, you might not want to drink that drink. But I'm also going to go visit this lighthouse. Do you want to come with me? And sure. again, she's just going along with the zine story. So right. she's like, yeah, I'll go along she's with like, that. <laughs> yeah, lighthouse sounds cool. Let's oh, do it. She thinks that he's going to take her to somewhere. And try to romance her or something? Well, no. She's just like, Lighthouse is just for dorks. Oh, oh yeah, she no. just doesn't. She hasn't grown up. Lighthouse is like kind of cool. Yeah, man. They save you. They save this town. That's right. So, I tell you, I would love to have a fucking radio station. I would love to fucking record our episodes in a lighthouse. How cool that would be? That would be really fucking cool. If only you weren't wasting all our money betting football. Hey, man, I'm doing... Never mind. We can't go into that. You did this. You. Are we going to have to be up on Mackinac? Is that where we would get a nice lighthouse? Uh, we have a lot of shores, so I don't think we have yeah. to go to Mackinac. Okay. I think we could go more Are local. there lighthouses along Lake Huron? Uh, yeah, Lake I believe Erie? there is. I believe there is. I've never seen them. Yeah. And so they go off. And, hey, man, we haven't heard from Dan, the, the masturbating man, weatherman, Dan. So he is our base for what the fog is because he's not even supposed to be here today to use a clerk's Look, line. he's so horny for Stevie. He's like, I'm going to work double shifts. It's disgusting. And this is where we see the one black man who lives in town. That's right. Yeah. And it's disgusting because not only did they make that black man sleep under the staircase in the weather booth, but... Dan comes in fully dressed as if Stevie even understands that he's wearing his turtleneck 
a cable knit sweater with the fucking uh, strap on dong or something. Well, he's he is he's carrying a flashlight. Bikini briefs. He's got a flashlight yeah. and a lot of lube. A lot. He's got of like lube. one of those big dispensers. You see, like the yep. ketchup dispensers at like football games. Like, yes, that big. That big. Industrial. Yeah, industrial. And he's just like. He's oh, bringing it in. With, he's bringing it in with a hand trolley, and uh, of course, the guy he's bumping so we could. Black do this. guy just rolls his eyes. Oh my god! I'm, I'm just glad I'm off this. Can shit. you please clean the fucking <laughs> dials this yeah. time? Like disgusting. And he's like, "I'm white. I can do whatever the fuck I want because I'm gonna masturbate at work all day, <laughs> all night, I should say." So he calls up Stevie. He's getting ready. He's got the pants around the ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm warming myself up, my dear. And then he can't. But then he gets some shrinkage because that cold comes in. The fog bank is rolling in. He's talking to Stevie. He's telling her everything. Yeah, there's a fog coming in from the southeast. It's right out my door right now. Right. And Stevie, usually she's cool, calm, sultry, collect everything. But this time she's a little rattled. And he's like, oh, are you intimidated by the sound of me pounding my <laughs> fucking flesh? And then he, but then he was like, he's like, he loses his dick starts shrinking because that cold comes in. It's like the fog is here. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, really big. Right. This is the fog. Stevie starts being like, yeah. no, 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 I'm really worried. And he's like, yeah, I know, me too. I'm losing my heart <laughs> on. What? And then he hears a bang in the door and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this guy a piece of my mind to make up for my dick shrinking. And Stevie says... Keep me on the line. He's like, oh, I'll keep you on the line. He's like, I'll just put the plug in. That gets me hard every time. No big deal. Goes so to at this time, we can't wait for the, the Fogarty to kill this guy. Yeah. Well, you also know that this guy's into being caught. So oh, him yeah. opening the door, him with yeah, the knife. It was strange how he's literally walking with his pants around his ankles. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he doesn't know who's at the door. He's excited. He's yeah. like, maybe it's Stevie at the door. <laughs> yeah. So... Wow, he's really in the fog. So, guys, this is... Figuratively and literally. This is... We've all seen wrestling. We all know the jobber match. This is the fog's jobber match. Dan is the jobber. And he is fully succumbed to the... Is it the Uther fog? Because he's not violent. Oh, yeah. It's just the Uther. Yeah, he just wants to bend Stevie over. Right. So, right now, if he walked out onto the ocean, he would walk for miles because he is so lost in that fog. Right. Okay. And he opens the door, and thankfully, a Fogarty just gives him the hook. Chunk. There's a place where you're going, it is hell. And and the Fogarty was so disgusted, he gave him the hook in the junk. Yeah. Picks him up. Throws him out. Says, you disgust me. Limp dick energy. Okay, so now there's four down, two to go before this curse can be lifted. And so now uh, I'm uh, the town is listening to Kathy's speech. Kathy's been writing this speech since fucking the last celebration when they did the right. 99th anniversary. Right. No more will we teach about trans people in this town. No more will we accept the fact that that we've ever done anything wrong. We are the perfect community who loves God, who loves white people. Stevie heard uh, Dan die, obviously, because she was holding the line. So she calls the sheriff. And she's, and the sheriff, thankfully, is like, I can't listen to this shit anymore. So he goes in the bar for a drink. Yeah. She's like, Sheriff, get everybody out of the fog. Well, he doesn't get that message because as soon as he hops on that phone. We see the power station. And we see that fog billowing 
And all of a sudden, the power to the city cuts out. So we go over to Nick, who's just arriving at the weather station. He finds it abandoned. He's like, what's going on? What I, I, is going I on? I think he calls Stevie. I don't know. I guess it wouldn't. The power's out. I thought he was just going over to see that. I didn't even know he made a stop yeah, at the weather yeah, station. He stops at the weather station just to confirm, so we can all be confirmed that that Dan is dead. Dan's definitely firm right now. <laughs> Rigor mortis. I don't know who, where Dan plays a role in this, but Nick <laughs> is definitely firm at this time. <laughs> so everyone's like, what's going on? Stevie's like, I have a generator, so I got to get that started. As we go down with her, as we go down with her, <laughs> yeah. wow, I'm in the fog apparently. Yeah. Uh, we get down there, and there's fog starting to billow in All under right. her door through the cracks and everything, because they have literally like a eight-plank door. It is a classic like 1800s door that she has yeah. for the lighthouse it's it's, it's uh made with a house it's vintage vintage antique yeah so was looking for vintage vintage and uh she starts the generator so her power at least is on but she's she sees the fog <laughs> her power is definitely on okay is that, is that a sexual innuendo oh sorry I'm in the fog. Is that a double entendre? Yeah, you're seeing double on. You're I think seeing, I'm you're in seeing the fog. double entendres. The problem is, I don't even know who I'm in the fog for. Stevie, for me. Is it Steve? Oh, who is it for me? Oh, I, I always said I'm susceptible to the Uther stuff. I, the Jeff stuff, I'm immune to that shit. Right, you're but, immune to that. You're uh, too old for that shit. Right. You don't. You don't lose your mind. You're not gonna go right. do a. Well, I lose my mind. I, I the Uther fog, but it's temporary. I can snap out of it. Exactly. Quicker. But yeah. I, I hate to admit it because we all know Griff. Is a sex camel. I'm a camel. He can go. He, and I, I, and I'm not mocking him. I admire that because I wish I. You would think almost fifty, I would outgrow this. Shit. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm sex werewolf. I'm just like ah. And so it's uh, the sandwiches. <laughs> you got your onto something, man. Bread makes dudes horny. It's all the fucking terrible yeah. carbs for you. Yeah, that's it. As I say with my beautiful bread tastes so my good. Loaf of bread, bread tastes so good, especially that nice hot, like fresh loaf of bread. Dude, so good. Why is it bad for you? I, it's the worst. Yeah. Anybody who tells you don't eat bread, fuck them. Right, you only live once. Yes. And so, <laughs> so she goes. She goes back up, turns the power back. Happy on. Halloween, everybody. She all she cares about is saving Andy because Andy's in Mrs. Cobra. You think he, that's the safest place to be? The mother of Marion Cobra, right? I love this though. Did you notice Miss Cobretti had a little matchstick in her mouth? I did nice, notice that. Yeah, that was Wasn't nice that touch. fucking good? Yeah, that was such a good. John Carpenter knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. With all this. I just love this because characters are concerned about one thing and one thing only. My son. Right. You know, she's not, I got to save the whole time. <laughs> she does do that. Yeah. But it's in the way of we her. We got your priorities. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's in the way of her helping her son. She right. is only concerned about that, and I love it. Real motivation for a real human being. While that's going on, we I think we do cut to a scene where Andy's like looking out in the fog. You know, he's like, wow, cool. It's like, Andy, you get to your room. You stay. You're too young for the fog. Yeah, Andy is definitely. You don't. You've never had an erection. You don't know what the fog is. Right. Go to your room. Oh yeah. Play your Game Boy if they existed in 1980. So, as we stay in uh, the Andy household, the what was Stevie's last name? Stevie Wayne. Wayne. As we stay in the Wayne household, uh, did one of the kids grow up to be Wayne? St- no, that's backwards. Fuck me. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, the fog is starting to roll in and. A door, a rapping is coming at. A rap tap tap. Is coming at the at wall, my front door. The Wayne doorway. Never yeah. more. That's right. 
And of course, she's sending that kid to I, bed. Yeah, she's like, you cannot see this. She probably had a date set up. Excuse me, Murray. I was just going to go that direction. Okay. The fog's rolling in. It's not just a fog, but it is also a smog. Because this woman, as I learned in the movie X, old women want dick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, because women hit their sexual peak in their 40s. Yes. Here's another thing I learned. Cause yeah, I how about to- this? Did you know who the guy, the suitor is? Nick. Nick. Nick had set up the date because that's all he could get. And then he hooked up with Liz, who's totally toying with him. And he's like, I don't need Miss Copretti anymore. I got Liz. Is She's going to stay here and be my wife. Is there any chance that Nick is the father of Sylvester Stallone's Cobra? <laughs> Nick. Yes, there is. <laughs> they chew a, 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 a match thing the same Nick, way. Yeah, because what happened was Mrs. Copretti used to be a teacher. Yes. He used to be her student. Yes. He, he knocked her up. He knocked her up. Yeah. yeah, he loved danger. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, go to your room. This is grown-up people stuff. That's right. I, mean, I was going to say, I learned in my time at the – because I used to work in a retirement home. And I used to come in, and all the help would tell me about the stories. Yeah, we caught Ruth in, you know, Stewart's room. Yeah, and I heard I heard STDs are rampant in retirement homes. They really are. Because the boomers, they're like, I don't need a rubber. What they're incredible at, the old folk, because I used to have to deliver meals sometimes to the rooms. This was all like a big apartment complex type situation where, you know, sometimes yeah. people wouldn't feel well enough to come down the room. So I'd go deliver their food. They are incredible at hiding their lube because, you know, the room is just packed with lube. The ketchup well, yeah, dispenser. Yeah, they need it. They're all dried up. The ketchup yeah. dispenser of lube. But these people just want to fuck. And I've heard some of the old dudes talk about some of the ladies, and they're just like, I can't wait to get that fucking woman in my room. And I was they 18. Want some, they don't want peaches. They want prunes. I was 18 at the time. So yeah. that was the funniest fucking shit I was hearing is these old dudes just going, Griffin, I could eat prunes all <laughs> night long. You hear me, Sonny? Do you eat the prunes? And at the time, I hadn't eaten prunes. So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, sir. Please tell me more. Uh, prunes not that great. <laughs> a lot of fiber, but not that <laughs> Anyway. So, okay, so Mrs. Cobrady gets fucking ice. She gets killed by a Fogarty. And we see that the fog is closing in. One and left. he's locked into one his bedroom. Left. And you're thinking he's going to be the last one. And the fog starts rolling on the door. We're getting scared. And then Nick shows up, busts the window out. He's like, I was going to fuck somebody here tonight, I think. Yep. Grabs Andy. Yoink. Grabs him out. They jump up in their little, uh, like, Sanford and Son truck. Yep. And we get a nice scare where, of course, Liz like, I can drive. If your stupid towny ass can drive, I can do it. Mealy gets stuck in the mud. Immediately. The shadowy figures are moving closer and closer Look, and closer. We're from the Midwest. We get snow. We know you ease your way out. Easy. You don't fucking floor it, idiots. Uh, she's a rich girl. Yeah, yeah. Mattingly probably drove for her. Exactly. Mattingly is endless, by the way. Mattingly, what the fuck is your... St- One day we'll get your Mattingly, story. Mattingly, you're eternal. We'll do a tippy-tap on you, Mattingly. So, f- eventually, she's like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a rich girl. I know more than you. I'm a rich girl. And she stamped on the gas and somehow got out because the world caters to rich people. They right. have their own judiciary system. They have their own fucking ethics for living. And they have their own economy that we don't get to see. So they get away, and they go. They're heading. Uh, well, they're listening to the radio. Stevie's guiding them. Oh yeah, we got over to Stevie, and she's guiding the whole fucking town. She's right. doing her apology to Stevie. I'm so sorry I couldn't be there. I got to do this, and you know she couldn't get there anyway. So it makes sense. 
So she's telling Kathy's everybody. Kathy's pissed off that she didn't get to give her speech. Like, I want to go home, Sandy. Drive me home. Yeah. So she, they get in their station wagon. They take off. And now Stevie is telling everybody the fog is fucked. You guys need to stay away from it. It's heading north on this street, west on that street. She's guiding everybody, and everybody right. is lit. Well, we Get have two cars. to the church. Yes. I guess they figured this is some kind of demonic thing, so the church would protect them. Right. Well, it's at the edge of town, so she's like, just get to the fucking church. That'll do you. So they run in, and... They get a nice jump scare by Malone again. Malone, who like who like you say is a horrible person, he's convinced he's going to be the sixth victim. He's just like, it's got to be me. I'm the most important person in town. I have a collar. I don't fuck women. So he's kind of he's bummed out about that. He may not be the sixth victim, so he's drowning his sorrows as usual. Yeah. And everybody's piling into the room. Now we got Kathy, Sandy, uh, Nick, Nick, Andy, Liz. Liz. Yeah, they're all piling in there. Where can we go? Where can we lock ourselves in? Where can we be safe without windows? Let's yeah. go to the room with the windows then. Yeah, so this is, a, this is I see where you got, like, they're zombies because this is a very Night of Living Dead type scene. Yeah. You see hands, like, breaking in windows, grabbing hair. And yeah. Shit. Why is everyone right next to windows? We learned from Burial Ground, you don't go next to a window. It's full-on fombies. They're, right. Yeah. Believe it or not, Michael from Burial Ground is also in the church. And he's like, Mama. What was weird was that he comes from under the priest's desk. Yes. What was he doing under there? I don't want to talk about it. Because he even had a string. He comes up. Why did he have Malone's underwear? Why was he sniffing it? Why was he saying it smells of death? Why was he in chains, too, that happened to break their way, you know, break free? And he has the journal, and he says, maybe the answer isn't here. And he hands it to Kathy. There, and then we learn there's a little bit more to the story. I guess some of the pages are stuck together. Oh, Why? What was sticking together? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. Let's not talk about that. We learn that Father Malone actually had some shame. The one person in this fucking town had some shame. Not too much shame. He did keep the gold, but he yeah. hid it, and he made it into a crucifix. He melted it down to hide his shame into a crucifix, something he could actually, you know, use. He's, he's, yeah. he's, like, he's like thinking. He's like, what could I do to hide my shame yet would be useful for a church? Right. But he hid it. The he hid it in the the uh, the wall that the, the book right. came out. Apparently, he didn't see that. It was like hey, it was like was it a Simpsons episode or something? It was like, look, there's more here, and they like dusted off some Dude, more. From it was a, insane. Like a curse. This was like full on, uh, like John Carpenter. And we know he loves video games. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he just played the Castlevania video game because a pe- like a about hit- five years before it came out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, he got the Japanese shit. Yeah, know, exactly. First. So he they start pulling apart bricks out of the wall. <laughs> And, like, Castlevania, a ham falls out. Well, yeah, Bennett did a horrible job. Yeah. yeah. And then the fucking crucifix. Giant Gigantic. Mr. T-level crucifix. Yeah, exactly. That would go from this Mr. T's chin to his cock. And so, of course, they call it the Mr. T cock cross. Not to be confused with the Patrick Mahoney phony bologna sandwich. <laughs> And they're like, we'll just give it back. No problem. That's yeah. right. They were looking. I'm looking for Drake. Hello. He does his John Edwards impression where he closes his eyes, covers his face. He goes, John, I'm looking for. I'm, uh, I'm not no, looking for Drake. That uh, That a is a, that, name, a name with a D. No, Drake is a Canadian rapper. He's looking for Blake. Oh, he's looking for Blake. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, No, it rhymes with Drake. A B. And Blake steps up. All the ghosts, the Fogarty's, are in the room, the church now. He's like, here, here it is. Uh, 
sorry. Blake grabs the thing, the, the the cross. All of a sudden, I don't know what this was supposed to be. The, the cross starts glowing. I think it's supposed to be like electricity where when it's hitting you, like okay. you just can't like release yourself from it. And at this point, I guess because he's such an egomaniac, Blake's like, it's got to be me. I have to be the sacrifice. I'm Jesus. Gotta I'm be. Jesus. Yep. I'm giving my, my, my body and my soul up to Blake. Right. And then Nick's like, no, you're not. Grabs him, pulls him off. And then there's like like a... Boof, and then they're Smoke. gone. Smoke, yeah, everything. Just everybody gets knocked down. Everybody's gone. The fog just rolls back out into the sea. We see that Stevie is having her own fucking moment in the lighthouse where a guy got in yeah. and hooked her like in the yeah, shoulder. She climbs up to the very top of the, the Always lighthouse. go for the roofs. Always safest place. Safest place. And then, yeah, she gets like, cause we, and so she, there's like a ladder to go up there. So we see the one Fogarty walking up. We're like, okay, she's watching that. Thankfully, she had some big ass chunky heels. So when she slid on the roof, she caught the fucking ladder. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. yeah. And we, of course, this is a horror movie. So of course, there's another Fogarty behind her. Yeah. And he hooks her with it, and then she slides down, and she's ready to die. At least my son is safe in the church. Right. But that's when Father Malone saves the day. Exactly. And everything like every white man does, and then the fog flows away. Right. So, so Stevie's like, I think she gets back on the waves. Like, she just gets back on them. Looks like, because she's a pro, man. You yep. know, she's got, because the hook went all the way through Griff, so right. she's going to live. That's right. And she just says, like, hey, this, she, is, this is your buddy Stevie. Here's some tepid jazz for you. She warns the ships about the fog. If it's lighting, yeah. stay away. And then we get a scene. Everybody just fucking files out. Father Mullen's like, I had to be the sixth victim. I'm important. Whoa, man. And then Blake's there. He's like, you are the sixth victim. He's in God fog. <laughs> He's in his own fog. Is that his? Well. He's cocksmogging himself. Oh, okay. Are you saying that God isn't real? And that so. makes sense. Well, of course God's not real. This is Halloween, Griff. This is about celebrating Satan, all right? God's not real. I watch a lot of fucking satanic movies, uh, as we heard about, but yeah. man. And so, yeah, he is. he's, he's cocksmogging himself because he can't. He takes, he's like a, a vow celibacy, and he takes that seriously. Right. So he has to cocksmog himself. Right. Except for Michael. And thankfully, Blake kills him in the end. It's weird that all of our horror murderous kids were named Michael. Is that just like the priest's preferred child to have what? their way with? What are you talking about? Michael Myers, Michael from Brio Ground, uh, Jason, of course, well, was named Michael we, Jason. As we know, because we know a Michael. Freddy Krueger is actually Michael Freddy yeah, Krueger. Michaels are creepy people. We know yeah. that. We have a friend named Mike. <laughs> so there you have it, people. It's a little extra special thing we decided to give you. I mean, I'm glad we had fun doing it. So because we were dreading it, we were like, I was like, you know, this would be nice to do. Like but. I said, we didn't know if we wanted to do it, and then we woke up and literally. <laughs> I, do you want me to send the picture I I took this morning? Because yeah. the fog rolled in on Detroit, and we yeah. were just like, we have yeah, to do it. I was it. walking my dog in the fog. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was foggy. So it, it, was, it, it had to happen. Is that what happens when you go in the fog? You walk your dog? Walk your dog in the fog. Is yeah. that what helps? It does. Because at some point, we need to help people do- get like, out you of the fog. So they say how dogs can see like ghosts and other things that we can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can see the fog. They, they can see, the see, fo- they can see the, that what's lurking in the fog. So what you're saying is that when you take your dog on the walk when you're in the fog. I mean, we're, getting, well, I mean, we're, we're getting literal. The fog is a metaphor. Right. Of I course mean, it is. Yeah. But I'm still saying you said it yourself. Yeah. Dogs can see ghosts and shit. They yeah. can see when you're in the fog. 
I'm trying to say, I think your dog is guiding. I don't think you're walking your dog at that moment. I think your dog is walking you. I don't know if Ava's that smart, but... Ava uh, is definitely that smart. Okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah, thank you guys for listening to uh, Jalloween. I hope you all have fun. Uh, our, by the way, Jalloween does not end for Griff and I because tomorrow night we're going to go see Suspiria, Dario Gentles or Suspiria on the big screen with the band Goblin playing. Not Ghoulin Goblin, just Goblin. And then a few days later, we're going to see the Godfathers of Satanic Metal, Merciful Fate, first show in Detroit in like 25 Holy years. Holy shit, I forgot that's coming up. Yes, Saturday. Oh, boy. We're going to have to record and then go to the show. That'll be good. So we're worshiping evil nonstop. We walk the left-hand path 365. That's goddamn right. Well, thanks for joining us for Halloween. And uh, I'm just, I don't know. Do we have a sign-off? This is just the G&G Halloween special. This isn't technically tippy-tap. This, is this is not a regular episode. No, this is just like true fucking treats. Right. Keep true it, treats. Keep it spooky.